For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. 21 years after an upstate New York college student disappears, a new iHeartRadio original podcast sheds new light on the case. This season, we explore the disappearance of Suzanne Lyle. He calls up and his statement is, did you know Susie was missing? We follow her footsteps and dive deep into her world, searching for answers. I'm Phoebe LaFave, and this is Upstate Unsolved. Listen on the iHeartRadio app or anywhere you get podcasts. Good morning. Hey, do you want to get together? No, seriously. Uh, Do you want to get together? We can go to the mall and we can wreak havoc. We might get arrested. We might get into a fisticuff situation, throw down with law enforcement. It'll be fun. You can maybe go to jail. Uh, You can slow down some business and uh, it'll be a wild time. What do you think? Grant, you want to do that? Scott Sloan's on vacation. He might be planning and plotting that right now. It's Sterling stepping in, trying to make sense of things on a... uh, Sort of dreary, but uh, still nice uh, day to be enjoying some vacation Friday, uh, getting into sort of the final days of 2019, looking forward to 2020. Uh, welcome to it, 700 WLW. So can I, I want to ask your opinion, and, and uh, hopefully you got the ability to get to the phone. In a little bit, uh, we're going to talk to a woman, uh, by the way, of uh, phone, because she's not going to be in the room, Valerie Sokolowski. And uh, it's about uh, etiquette issues and uh, gift returns and exchanges because a lot of people doing that, whether at Kenwood Town Center, where apparently their curfew and carding and extra law enforcement apparently actually uh, has helped uh, the overall uh, pandemonium that Northgate Mall saw yesterday. And, uh, of course, this is the other thing. Grant's very excited about this. You know that I have learned to appreciate the fruitcake, uh, but it's got to be the right one. And, frankly, it could be anything. Just soak it in enough rum, and I'm like, yeah, I dig this. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, what are you drinking? Drinking well drinks? After two, does it matter? I mean, seriously. Uh, there's a lot to do with it. So I'm thinking about this whole deal, uh, and, and I, it's very disappointing. I, I got a couple of serious questions here because when I was a young man, uh, we didn't have social media as we do now. So the idea that you would somehow just get out there, uh, put something out there and share with a bunch of people, hey, there's a curfew. Let's see if we can dick around and mess stuff up. Do you want to go? What do you think? Apparently these kids don't have jobs. Uh, They don't have parents who are paying attention to what they're doing uh, at any given time. Uh, And and I, I just don't understand the appeal. I really don't. And then fighting with police. Do you know how easily it could have gone off the rails and sideways in a situation with a a cluster of young uh, men, effectively, teenagers, right? They can uh, get stuff stirred up enough to where somebody is afraid for their well-being or others, and then the possibility of, if not lethal force, uh, non-lethal force to the point of causing serious harm to these kids. I mean, it, it is absolutely inconceivable to me and sad. 
and you put law enforcement in that situation, and you put these retailers in that situation. I don't know if you happen to hear the call. You may hear it a little bit later with Sandy Collins in your 930 report, possibly, more details on this. Uh, the one 911 call I hear, uh, you hear uh, somebody calling from a jewelry store in the Northgate Mall about the fact that there's like literally like a herd of kids, like 50, 100 kids running from one part of the mall across to the others. Like, something's going on. It's not good. You need to send some people. I mean, it's not a good thing. That's one of those where I just pull the gate down on the jewelry store, sit back with a cup of coffee and be like, well, I guess we can uh, get out of here well, where this, uh, the dust settles, I suppose. So um, if you, uh, maybe it's hard to get inside of that and understand it. I know uh, you'd be, oh, well, it's just kids having fun. It's just good times. Nobody's getting hurt, but they could have. And they're killing business, and that's a problem. Uh, I'll say this. When I was a, a teenager, I worked at Putt-Putt Golf and Games. And uh, we had a, a game room inside, which kept us open through the winter. And we had the mini golf, the putt-putt, outside. And uh, there was that. And it got to a point, and, and I was doing a few things. I had a couple jobs. I worked at Hair Arena. I worked at the putt-putt. I worked at the uh, grocery store. And then I was also going to school. It was a lot to juggle. I didn't have time to mess around and get into trouble and do too many stupid things. So, you know, all work and no play gets kind of boring, too. Um, But what started happening at the the putt-putt is that the same type of thing without social media is that on the weekends, and then it started to spread, is you get a group of kids, teenagers, and sometimes it was parents dropping off their younger teens uh, with uh, not enough money and uh, apparently thinking that we were going to be babysitters. And I can remember vividly even uh, going to the mall uh, with my friends, having no particular place to go, not necessarily a whole lot of money, but we'd go to the food court. We'd grab a bite to eat. We'd hang out. We'd see friends. We'd go to the record store. You might go to the bookstore. We, we and uh, the guy friends and myself, we, we'd, uh, we'd uh, you know, watch the girls. And, and then uh, we'd go, well, this is boring. You want to go to the movies? And then we might know somebody at the movie who would give it a, dis- a discounted price uh, int- entrance or whatever, which I know is not good, but we did. And, and then uh, we'd go on with our day elsewhere uh, out to do other stuff. But when I worked at the putt-putt, we ended up having such a problem because then it became a hindrance for people to bring their kids and to come and enjoy the experience of being there. And the whole business of having that place open, just like the mall or anything else, is to make money. There's people to come in there and buy stuff, exchange stuff at the mall. At this point in time, a whole lot of people doing gift exchange and everything else. So I, I got a couple of questions here. I want to know what kind of trouble did you get into as a teenager? Is it much more uh, worse now? And uh, where is the mindset and how does it get to a place where kids think it's a good idea, knowing that there was a curfew, to, to describe the idea of showing up as a destination with the curfew in place, showing entrances to the mall to say this is where you want to go, and basically for no other purpose, it seems, no rhyme or reason other than to stir it up, to cause problems, to waste time, to waste resources being money and scare people away from a destination that should be relaxing and and, uh, enjoyable, which is to grab yourself some food, grab yourself a beverage, go find some stuff to buy it, or just experience it, you know, some time out with friends and family. So if this is what these kids' idea of fun is, I'd hate to think over time what it becomes. And not all of the kids there necessarily were up to no good. I grasped that. And I realized I kind of joked. I kind of... uh, made fun of the idea that Kenwood Town Center, that they were very proactive, and they didn't have a problem yesterday where they started the curfew, and they started the carding at the door, and they had detail officers there uh, making sure that things were uh, handled appropriately. 
and they had the idea that you have, if you were 18 or older, you can bring uh, four other teenagers into the mall, and that's it. And apparently at 18 or 19 or older, then you are in charge of those other uh, younger people. And the, the thing that I thought was funny and, and uh, troubling to me overall was the concept of apparently if you have younger kids, like little teeny kids, you can bring as many of those as you want at any given – fill up the car and bring them to the mall, which is kind of crazy. That that seems more problematic because it's like wrangling cats, and I don't mean that disrespectfully. I don't have little kids of my own. No little Sterling and Sterlingettes uh, running around the tri-state or Miami Valley to this point, but maybe in the future. And I've joked and talked about the time at the mall in Columbus, and it's happened uh, – I can't remember where it was here or if it was in the Dayton Mall, but – it's been some years ago. I remember going uh, with my girlfriend at the time, and I'm carrying like uh, bags and my cup of coffee. All I wanted was a cup of coffee and a cinnamon roll. That's all I wanted. It's what I live for now, to be honest with you. Not the carrying of the bags, but the coffee and the cinnamon roll. And I'm roaming around, and I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm going to sit here. And there's a whole lot of other guys with the same look on our faces like, uh, uh, how's this day going for you? Yep, uh, here we are. And uh, maybe you're lucky you get a TV and you can watch some games or something uh, in the midst of it. Uh, there was a, a family, and it happened twice, two different families, two different situations, with little kids, and they had them on leashes. And I was like, man, in the di- from a distance, I was like, that's crazy. Why do you have to have your kid on a leash? Because apparently the kids run around crazy, and they wanted them not to get lost. And then I got tangled up because the kids were running around all over the place, and they, got, they sort of circled around me like I was being lassoed. And then mom looked at me like I was the problem. Bags in hand, a cup of coffee, and all I'm doing is begging and pleading internally going, please, can somebody get me out of what happened to me? And then they looked at me like, yes, I tangled myself up with your little teeny hellion children. So what I want to know is this. What kind of trouble did you get into as a kid? Do you let your kids just roam around at the age of 16, 17 years old, 15 years old, out at any time? When do they have to be home? Do you keep track of where they're going and what they're doing? Do you, do you do the GPS on their phone? Do you pay attention to their social media? And and how far does this have to go? Because at the putt-putt, it literally killed the business. It, you know, it ended up from having one detail officer to maybe having two or three on the weekend, depending. And then you had people not going because they didn't want to spend money in a place where they felt uncomfortable because there was craziness going on. So then it became, well, how do we make our dollar if we got to spend so much to make this? And then it became a losing ende- endeavor. And that malls are already struggling in many cases. It's insanity. And then the police have to end up playing babysitter for idiots and morons and derelicts. Am I, am I being too hostile? Am I painting a picture too negatively? Who is responsible? 513-749-7000. It's 800, the big one. Pound 700 on AT&T. Pick up the phone. Give it the finger. If you've got new devices for the season, you know how to use them. That's the AcuteHearingCenter.com phone line. At Sterling Radio on Twitter. JR will start when we come back. He'll be first. Others getting lined up right now. Grant's producing the show. Scott Sloan's on vacation. I'm Sterling. Let's make sense of the stupidity at the Northgate Mall last night with these kids who apparently have nothing better to do, parents not keeping control of them, and apparently thinking it's okay to harass not just shoppers and other people and, and, and shopkeepers, but apparently engaging law enforcement, wanting to fight them and everything else where things could get so ugly, so dangerous, so fast, where that ends up being the headline, and then they'll say, well, why did they beat the kid? Why did they use uh, such a serious force to stop the kid from being an idiot? Well, because people put themselves in a situation 
where they're vulnerable and, and threatening to other people. And that's how bad it could get that fast, where it can become a cautionary tale. Help me make sense of it. I hope you're doing all right and enjoying a, maybe a little vacation like Scott Sloan. Your chance to get interactive next. It's Sterling on a fine Friday morning on 700 WLW. That's all it takes, and I'm hungry now. Unbelievable. Sterling hanging out for Scott Sloan. Kind of an overcast but unseasonably. I'll trade cloudy and warm for sunny and cold any single day, period. 61 today. This is your nine first morning forecast. 42 tonight, 60 or so again for your Saturday. Middle 60s Sunday, but a whole lot of rain. An inch to two inches possible. And here's the thing. Thank you for having not be snow. One to two inches of rain to snow, which would make a lot of skiers very happy. I know Jim Scott would be happy out there snowboarding. Something like 10 inches, if I'm not mistaken, of snow for every inch of rain. So we'd be buried deep. And uh, I am uh, I'm glad that is not the case. And uh, to start the week, of course, uh, a little rain early and then the sun returns. So, uh, you know, but it'll be cooler. So enjoy it while we got the warm is what I'm trying to tell you. Uh, it's 54 now, your severe weather station, 700 WLW, coming up after the 930 report. Valerie Sokolovsky is going to join us. Uh, is going to talk about etiquette issues and returning gifts? I don't know what etiquette issue there is. If you're not trying to re-gift it, what's the – if somebody gives – if I give uh, Grant, who's producing the show, something, or maybe a Scott Sloan, who I'm filling in for, a gift – and uh, he doesn't need it, it doesn't fit, doesn't like it, uh, wants to ditch it, uh, donate it, or, or return it, why do I care? I, I did my part. It, it doesn't make any difference. And, in fact, re-gift it. And even if you accidentally re-gifted it to me, I'd be like, that's kind of funny, and, and that's something to rib you about in the future. But we'll, we'll talk to Valerie Sokolovsky about uh, etiquette issues with that. Maybe she can open my eyes to where my, you know, I'm wrong, because I'm not always right, believe it or not. But I know not going to the, going to the mall and being an idiot and being a moron, and uh, deliberately looking to cause trouble and throw down fights and, and uh, disturb business and, and engage law enforcement in an aggressive, hostile fashion is uh, stupid, simply stated, stupid. And the parents not keeping control of their kids, and I know, I know, my mom didn't know where I was all the time, but I always had the fear factor in the back of my mind, I'm going to get a beatdown. I'm not going to, I'm going to be on restriction. Something's going to be a problem. And then, and then this thing, it wasn't even the beatdown. She'd go, Sterling, why do you think that was a good idea? I want you to think about it and explain to me where you thought that made sense, which is why probably I spend the rest of my life now trying to make sense of everything else that's out there. Uh, to Newport, Jr. Uh, with Sterling now on 700 WLW. Good morning. Morning, Sterling. Quick question. I'll hang up for somebody if they can ask it legally. You know, you're responsible for your animals. If they bite somebody, they sue you. Well, if your kid goes out and bites somebody or hits somebody, are you re- legally responsible? You know, you got to hold somebody responsible for these young people that that act up and try to destroy and hurt people. You, you you're you're held accountable for your animals. So yeah. Why not your kids? Well, especially if they <laughs> act like animals, Jr. I appreciate the call, and maybe we can get maybe a legal authority. Maybe we can track down Mike Allen or something and see what he has to say about it. But the reality is, I mean, I would think you're culpable, and certainly in a. Uh, a situation of maybe suing someone or a suit, but I mean, I, you know, if, if I break, uh, broke a window as a kid at the neighbor's house, I, my mom would have to pay, and then I'd have to find a way to come up with the cash to, to make it good. I don't know what the difference would be. Brett, seven hundred WLW with Sterling and for Sloane. Good morning. Hey Sterling, I tell you, you know, I had four little boys, um, and uh, when I went into the store, they had, I had two pockets on the right, or one on each side, and then two in the back, and they had to hold on to the pocket. So it was like a little beehive walking around the store. See, holding and a pocket a, in jail is a totally different thing from what I understand, but go ahead. 
Yeah, I'd say so. But they would just <laughs> walk with me, and they weren't allowed. They weren't allowed to interrupt my stepping or nothing. So after a while, when mom would say, "You go with your father," they said, "Do I have to hold on to your pocket?" I said, "Yeah." So they wouldn't go. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I mean, it's embarrassing and it's kind of crazy. I appreciate the call. Did you ever get in trouble going to the mall or anything else as a young man, Brett? No, I was. You know what? There wasn't any malls when I was young. Okay. Okay. So you sort of missed that thing, but you got your kids to do that. I appreciate the call. I mean, my buddy, uh, I'll just say Mike, there's a name. Uh, I remember when we were kids, I think we were still in high school, and we had gotten some food at the food court. And, uh, like, all my friends basically smoke cigarettes but me. So the one guy is uh, messing around with a lighter, and there's a bunch of grease from, like, tacos uh, and stuff that we had been eating on one of the food trays. And it got uh, caught fire because it's grease. And then it became, like, a big attention-getting thing. And we, we put it out. It wasn't a big deal in that regard. But they frowned on that generally. And then they, they all of a sudden, like, out of nowhere, like, drop. it was like CVG. If you fly in from an international destination, you got to do that, you know, audition for your <laughs> your citizenship to come back home. And that in-between, this isn't really America yet sort of area of the airport. And uh, you get somebody who does something stupid there, like pets the drug dog or says something ridiculous or looks shady. Uh, the security will fly out of the sky, uh, out of uh, the rafters. Uh, they'll come out of the walls. It's sort of how it was at the mall. And then uh, it ended up that uh, we were trying to just get out of there and go home. We weren't trying to cause problems. Uh, they handled it pretty quickly. And then uh, one of my buddies got caught, and then he tried to rat everybody else out, which is – you don't want to be a rat. Uh, but the other side of things, we weren't there looking to cause problems. That was an oops. That was an uh-oh. That was an idiotic move, but not something like this, which seems to be clearly deliberate intent to be disruptive, deliberate intent to cause problems, deliberate intent uh, to, to just – I don't understand it. I want to understand. I really do. John, you'll be first when we come back on the other side after your 930 report. Sandy Collins has an update of what's going on all over the place uh, from here in the tri-state, all over planet Earth. A lot of people getting ready to uh, fly home, uh, back to work and family and other things after visiting, uh, you know, doing some uh, Christmas time stuff and uh, maybe even hit the road, too. Uh, I know uh, on the road yesterday coming home was pretty intense, a lot of traffic, which should have been slower. It was crazy. Uh, and also we'll talk to Valerie Sokolowski, uh, and she'll tell us about the etiquette of uh, gift return. I, I want to know what that means. I don't even know. So we'll get into her head about that. And Kevin Carr, my buddy on the podcast, uh, Chubby and Stick, going to join us and talk about new movies and stuff like that as well. Grant, why are you shaking your head? The, the name Chubby and Stick? It's a fine name for a podcast. It's on the iHeartRadio app. But it's Sterling, by the way, hanging out for Scott Sloan. The news now, 700 WLW. Morning, Sterling. That's me. Scott Sloan show. He's on vacation, burning up a... Time while he can't. So if you don't use the vacation, Mama iHeartRadio says, no, nah, you can't uh, keep it. So you've got to use it or you lose it, like a lot of things. Uh, so uh, appreciate you being here. Uh, this weird thing in Northgate Mall, we'll get to in a minute. John also, uh, we'll get to him real quick uh, on the other side of this conversation. And, and it kind of makes sense because uh, Valerie Sokolovsky, I hope I said that correctly. Welcome to 700 WLW from uh, Valerie and Company. Uh, you're on the big one. Uh, how are you? How's the, the post-holiday kind of excitement in existence? You email me and said you were cleaning up holiday stuff at the house. <laughs> I am, but not all of it. I want to keep some as long as I can, Sterling. That's a good thing. Uh, we were talking about the situation in a local mall where you got a, a lot of kids uh, out of control. Last night uh, they had a curfew in place and access to the mall limited because there had been some problems with the kids in groups uh, throwing down, having fights, uh, wreaking havoc, and so forth. And uh, I figure you're the right person to ask right off the bat, even though we're talking about gift return etiquette. My guess is if you're at the mall looking to do some returns on gifts, you don't want to deal with that kind of madness. 
Oh, my goodness. I'm sorry to hear that. I really am. That oh, yeah. kind of puts a little bit of a damper on the mall experience, doesn't yeah, it? I, I'd say so, because all I want is a cup of coffee, a good cinnamon roll, and to be left alone. That's all I want <laughs> at the mall. You know what I mean? <laughs> and to have a really fast return, right? Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of that, help me understand this. What is there an etiquette with returning gifts? Because I, I don't understand. Like, if you gifted me, Valerie, something nice for Christmas or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or, if for, for that matter, just because I'm a sweet, you know, nice guy and you want to show me some love and stuff, uh, if for some reason it doesn't fit or I don't like it, do you really care if I go to return it? What, where does etiquette come in other than re-gifting and not giving it back to you? <laughs> well, that's a good one. I think there's a couple of things I would say, Sterling. Number one is think about before you return the gift. Uh, think about the fact that maybe keep it a little bit and of time because it may grow on you. And here's why I say that. Once I was given a beautiful tray, I say that's beautiful. It wasn't my taste. It was way too colorful. But it was given by a good friend, and this is the point. So I didn't want to just make a quick decision. I put it away, didn't think about it for a couple of months, and then a dinner party came. I needed another tray, so I ran to the closet, pulled that out, put my goodies on it, and I got so many compliments on the silly tray that it changed my perspective, and I thought, you know, in the eyes of the beholder, everybody loved that tray, so I kept it. I didn't have to return it, and I felt much better about it. But to answer your question specifically, when you do return something, you don't always have to tell the person that gave it to you. In yeah, fact, why would you? Wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait, you don't always. Why tell them at all? I mean, seriously, what, unless it's like a car. Hey, we gifted you a house, and they find out you're not living there. It's some other family when they swing by and go, I thought you'd like that place. I'm like, nah, it was infested with rats and, and, and roaches, <laughs> and I had to unload that thing real quick. Now it's a rental property. Why would you tell someone, Valerie Sokolovsky, that, that, you know, yeah. hey, I'm returning your gift that you thought of me so kindly on? Unless they ask, and then you've got to be honest. But no. Here's the other thing. Do you actually often ask? Say, hey, hey, how's that new sweater working out? I don't think I've ever asked anybody that. Hey, how's that new gift I get? How those socks? I mean, that's never been asked. I wouldn't either. But you know what? I have been told that people do ask, particularly relatives. How did you like that sweater from Aunt Betty? Well, not so much. I got you. Okay. I see. I didn't know that. I I had my Aunt Eileen, and she hates it when I mention this, and I love her dearly. And I I made fun of it because I start my being. uh, My name is Sterling, and and I thought it was sort of a gag gift. Uh, She she, every uh, Christmas time she'd give me British Sterling cologne. And, and then I don't use that much clone, and then it was like my name, and it was kind of hokey, and then I started getting like bottle after bottle after bottle. I'm like, I got cases of this stuff. You don't need to give this to me anymore, and I mentioned it on the radio. It stopped, and I think I hurt her feelings. That was bad etiquette on my part. I guess I should have just re-gifted it or donated it so other people could get to smelling good as well, right? You know, that's a tough one. That really is because it's a relative. You don't want to hurt the feelings. Right. And I think that's part of it, too, Sterling. Don't ever hurt someone's feelings because the person that gave it to you does have good intent. So your Aunt Sterling, well, so she heard it on the radio. What could you have said so that it would have stopped? Before she heard it on the radio, I'm just asking, what kind of thing could you have said that? I'd say, hey, I'm I'm set on the British Sterling Cologne, Eileen. Everything's fine. I mean, one of those type of things where, you know, (laughs) hey, you don't have to, or maybe you don't have to spend any money on me. I'm good to go. How about we just go grab some conies or maybe a three-way, which is Cincinnati chili. You may not know that, Valerie Sokolovsky, because you're not here. But uh, just the same, this etiquette issue is important, right? 
Yeah, it really is. I think the attitude and being respectful always is what's important. These returns have gotten out of hand. I just heard statistics the latest yesterday that I'll share with you that was just crazy. Almost $100 billion worth this year of returns were happening, and that's up 10%. So why not give a gift certificate? Because that's what people now are doing. It just seems like the simplest thing to do when you don't know someone, and many times people appreciate it anyway, you can always gift a gift, give a gift certificate, maybe to a nice restaurant, dinner for two, or maybe to uh, just an Amex card. Know who you're giving it to, and if you don't know the person, stick a nice gift uh, card in, in the mail, in a card, and say, spend it the way you'd like, and I so want you to enjoy it. That makes good sense. What have I not asked that you think is relevant to the issue of etiquettes and gifts and, and so on? Oh, I think the main thing is not to be false and fake. I hate that. My middle name is authenticity. Don't be fake. If somebody gives you something and you open it and go, oh, my God, another sterling, right? Right. right. <laughs> or whatever, just smile and say thank you. Because I've seen a lot of people gush over, oh, I just love this. Oh, how could you have been so perfect in giving me this gift? No, just say thank you, smile, and move on. And the same thing in an email or a, an email or a, a, a card that you send back. A simple thank you is all you have to do. You don't have to gush. There you go. All right. Uh, how can people find out more? Is it ValerieAndCompany.com? That's what it is. Absolutely. Or buy my book, Do It Right. That's all in there. That's a good thing. But it's better. To, it's always good to do it right instead of doing it wrong. Although sometimes when you do it wrong, it's still right. Isn't it always good? this interview we could go on and on on all kinds of things we certainly I don't know could about that one but always try to do it right be respectful that's the main message it certainly is thank you for making time i hope you have a fantastic new year and thank you for the insight and perspective i just is a new thing i never really thought about the etiquette of returns and my problem i don't want to hold on to stuff too long i got too much stuff i'm trying to lighten my load i'm giving stuff away i'm donating it you know what i mean i i, I just it's too much i got too many boxes too many things too you know storage i got a garage full of crap you know what i mean it is i gotta i gotta get rid of stuff yep donate it donate it donate it you're absolutely right there you're doing you it right sterling uh, i'd like to, i need that on record we need to play that back you're doing it right i want to hear that over and over valerieandcompany.com valerie sokolovsky thank you so much happy new year and take care of yourself all right thanks appreciate Bye. you making the time all right uh let's get uh john real quick here about this mall thing in northgate and how ridiculous uh, stuff got yesterday and hopefully they'll put the kibosh on it in the past what did you do uh as a young man at the mall or maybe working in the mall what have you dealt with sterling i mean you know you're 30 probably 30 years younger than me but um back in my day the girls used to get dressed up and the guys used hello Okay, so we dropped off. I hope he now see etiquette tells me I'm worried. I hate it when that happens. I don't know if aliens took him, if he drove off a of 71, if his house blew. I have no idea. I'm going to take a break. I got to re. I'm shaking. I don't know the etiquette of this situation, and I'm trying to look for guidance. Lots to do. Kevin Carr going to join us uh, about 11:20. In the meantime, lots of other issues to touch upon. So thanks for hanging out at Sterling and for Sloney 700 WLW. How you doing? Sterling hanging out for Scott Sloan, enjoying some time off. Hopefully uh, you're having a good morning so far. Later, Kevin Carr is going to join us, one of the fat guys from movies.com, my buddy who does the uh, Chubby and uh, Stick podcast with me.
I don't know why Grant thinks that's so funny. I mean, it, it's whatever. Uh, any, anyway, that's about 11.20 or so. Uh, but, you know, we were talking about etiquette and gift return stuff with Valerie Sokolowski in that last segment. Uh, very nice. Uh, and good, to, good to know. Uh, sort of had, I'm trying to be a better person. That's my new thing for 2020. Every year I'm just trying. Every day I'm trying. I'm trying very hard. I don't want to go to the mall and, and uh, wreak havoc and cause problems. I, I don't want to, uh, you know, uh, breach the curfew. I don't want to get into a fight uh, unless I absolutely have to. Certainly not with law enforcement. Uh, that never goes well. Um, and, uh, I, you know, it's funny. This one, It's not really funny. It's sad. Did you hear about this woman? Uh, she got herself arrested. Uh, I think it was Christmas Day, actually, in Avondale. And uh, somebody basically was like, hey, uh, Merry Christmas or something, which, by the way, I found myself wishing people a happy Christmas uh, and a uh, holiday and New Year stuff. Uh, I don't know. I always do. It's just one of those things. You know, I'm, I'm a happy-go-lucky kind of effervescent kind of dude. You know what I mean? My personality, it's just oozes goodness, doesn't it? It does. I, I, I know. And uh, I, I never, it never occurred to me that someone would be taken back so much and threatened or bothered or, or, or disturbed by someone saying uh, Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays, uh, this woman ends up basically uh, busted uh, for assault uh, because somebody said, hey, Merry Christmas to her. Uh, apparently uh, multiple times, uh, but not, not Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. It was like, hey, Merry Christmas, and she was like, pop, 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 and, and she just threw down. My guess is she'd had a bad day. My guess is something else, had a chapter on the backside, and she just let go on somebody who was unsuspecting. I, I don't, uh, I don't think that's a very uh, Christmassy kind of goodwill toward uh, other human beings kind of attitude, behavior kind of deal. But maybe, maybe it's uh, just me. It's it's sad and it's unfortunate. You know what I mean? I, I, my biggest problem when it comes to holiday stuff, and and I think they're done ringing the bells and so forth. And I've mentioned this before. Like you go into a store, they may have multiple interests in it. So I may uh, give a, a couple of bucks or whatever changes in my pocket to the person ringing the bell. Maybe it's a Santa, maybe it's not, uh, on the way in. And, and then on the way out, uh, either I come out the same entrance, exit deal, and uh, it's somebody else, and then they look at you, and then I immediately have guilt. Like I've not done my part. I'm like, I've already gave, and then they look at you, and they're thinking, no, you didn't do it. Uh, maybe they don't care. I don't know. That's my own like weight uh, of feeling I get on myself. Or you go out a different entrance, uh, exit, whatever, and then there's somebody else there, and it's the same scenario. And I've talked about this before, and this may hurt the bottom line overall, but it should be like voting. They should give you a sticker to say, hey, I gave, so that then they can see that you gave. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. Uh, some good news for a lot of people, not making necessarily a whole lot of money, but a little bit of a bump will do a lot for someone who's uh, making minimum wage. Uh, coming 2020, just a couple days away, minimum wage in Ohio goes from 855 to 870 and if, if somebody who's in the business of getting tips, you know, maybe a server or something along those lines, they'll get a whole nickel. <laughs> That's maybe not a very good raise. Uh, a nickel increase uh, to 4.35 an hour. Federal minimum wage is 7.25. So apparently, minimum wage in Ohio is pretty good. I didn't know about that. I, it, it's kind of tough. I, but I think you can go to like McDonald's or like Wendy's or just about any fast food place, and they're giving people 10, 15 bucks an hour because the economy's good. So I don't know who's actually getting the minimum wage at this particular point in time. I, I, I'm curious about this. It's maybe kids just getting into the labor market, kids who decide to disrupt the mall craziness, uh, you know, like last night, who maybe have a, a job or should have a job making minimum wage someplace rather than having time on their hands to be idiots and morons. And some tweets at Sterling Radio, you can as well, saying that I was too harsh about the kids and their behavior. Really? 
I don't think so. And I'm not sorry. I mean, seriously, unless it was your kid. And, and I know that not all the kids who were at the mall were bad, but come on. Here's what I, I, I would like to do here. I'd like to know what it is that you think is, is uh, gone wrong with these kids in, in the fights and the craziness uh, and the way that it was dealt with in the North uh, Mall last night. And, and uh, they're going to have more police there, and there's going to be more of an attempt to clamp down on it. And what uh, Kenwood Town Center did right, which apparently was IDing people. And I, I'll be honest with you, I thought that was crazy. I didn't even have ID, I think, until I started to drive at the age of 16 or whatever. I mean, w- what purpose did I – I may have had a school ID. And I don't, I don't know that I even ca- carried it with me because I was losing stuff. Unless I was going to school, I don't think I had it. Seriously. So I'm curious about what kind of trouble did you get into as a kid? And have your kids gotten into trouble and been involved in anything like this? I mean, this is a serious problem. Several kids arrested. Uh, there could be, I'm sure they'll look at surveillance video and, and that type of thing, and then they're going to end up maybe in a situation where they're going to arrest some other kids. And I guarantee you some of these parents are going to go, that is not my son. My daughter did not do that. They would not be causing that kind of trouble because that's what parents always say until they can't say it anymore. I mean, oh, my Jimmy or Johnny or Janika couldn't do this. It wouldn't, wouldn't do that. Well, here's the picture. Here's the video. That's not my kid. Really? It's interesting that you just showed up to pick them up, and they said this is them, and that – really? And I've seen it. I have friends – I got a buddy of mine who's a fairly high-profile uh, criminal defense attorney, and he tells me on a regular basis that uh, he will have parents go, uh, my kid would not do that, did not do that, and he's like, there's video. Okay, well, what can we do to get out of it? Because he wouldn't do it again for sure. So there's a weird, weird apologetic kind of mindset of anything you can do to get. Sometimes kids need to get in trouble. Sometimes there needs to be a penalty for them to realize that idiotic, moronic behavior is a bad choice. And sometimes you're just a good kid caught up in a surroundings of craziness, which often happens. And then it's like, well, you shouldn't have been hanging out with them in the first place. And that's what my mom would tell me. She'd be like, well, why were you there? Why did you think that was a good idea? I can just hear her now berating me for doing something that crazy. Well, well I can't believe your friends would do that. I like those kids, but you, who, who, who instigated this? I, I, I can totally hear it. 513-749-7800, the big one in pound, 700 AT&T. So uh, do you think this is dumb kid stuff, as some of the tweet in an email that I got uh, was saying that it is no big deal? I tell you what, if it's your business or if it's you at the mall trying to handle stuff, Uh, with returns or buy some stuff on clearance, you know, sort of those after-Christmas sales that are going on big time, right? And they got to shut down the mall. So these people then end up losing money, not just in the store, but the employees. And then you've got to pick up maybe uh, other kids who weren't out of control, who weren't being in trouble or whatever, and do you plan to be doing something else? I mean, there's a lot of disruptive behavior that goes along with that. I want to know what kind of trouble you've gotten into, what kind of trouble your kids have gotten into, and what can be done to stop this. And a guy who called earlier had a good point. I mean, when is it that we hold parents accountable for the behavior of their children? I don't mean necessarily just because they broke something. But, I mean, if you make a defective part, right, if you make a widget and it doesn't work right and people are getting hurt or uh, causing, it's causing problems, widget makers are going to find themselves liable for some type of uh, you know, things that have gone wrong with the widget. So if it's your kid that's causing problems, maybe you should get in trouble too. And maybe then the parents would keep better control of the kids and, and keep them from being uh, idiots and morons.
Should I not use those terms, idiots and morons? If that's the case, I'm sorry. I mean, kind of, I'm a little bit sorry. Ned, should I not say idiots and morons? Well, they certainly acted like idiots and morons. Okay. All right. I feel better now. You validated me. I mean, that's, that's, I'm not, all, not all kids. Not all kids that were there, but the idiots and morons doing idiots, uh, idiot and moronic behaviors uh, should be able to be called idiots and morons. Yeah, I had the uh, misfortune of coming through there last night about uh, quarter after eight, and there was still some uh, running around on the grounds or the adjacent businesses up there. Oh, no. So, so were they waiting for Mommy and Daddy to be call, like show up to pick them up or what? Because I, I, that's my thing. I almost would have preferred to go, to I think, with the police than to go home, actually. I would have been more worried about my mom. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, there was groups standing down by the curb, and you're driving through there, and you're just waiting for somebody to run out in front of your car, do something stupid there. And... Uh, uh, this, like I said, this is uh, apparently over two hours after it started. Uh, I believe it started at six o'clock. About six. Curfew was supposed to start at five. Everybody pretty much knew, and they sort of made it to, hey, come here, go to this entrance and that entrance or whatever else, and then like tens and tens of them, like at each place, just sort of rolling in at 10, twenty or thirty kids at a time. It's hard to keep, you know, control of that. It's wrangling cats. Well, no, no sensible person is going to go to a place where there's a bunch of rowdiness and uh, misbehavior. No, it'll kill a business, and, and that, that's the problem. Ned, I appreciate the call. Uh, your 10 o'clock report straight away. I, I believe it's Sandy Collins. I can't see that far without my glasses. I get a thumbs up. It's her. There's monitors in the way. Uh, so she'll give you an update on what's going on all over planet Earth, bring it home to what matters in the tri-state. I want to know what kind of trouble you got into as a kid or what, uh, what uh, your kids did uh, get in trouble. Uh, we'll also talk to Kevin Carr on movie stuff and a whole bunch of other things to do uh, as well. So hang out. More Sterling in for Scott Sloan on this fine Friday morning, 700 WLW Cincinnati. You know, when we're young, we're dumb. They say young and dumb. Some of us get better, some of us don't. Whether it's uh, storming the mall, acting like idiots and morons, picking up a firearm, not knowing if it's loaded or not, messing around with it and accidentally shooting like your friend in the face, which is what happened to a 16-year-old girl in Middletown the other day. And I saw her on uh, TV. I think it was Channel 5. And uh, she's real sweet, real nice. Uh, and uh, she's saying she forgives the kid who uh, shot her in the face, which uh, she said was an accident, which is nice. I mean, you know, if somebody shot me in the face, face accident or not, I, I don't know how, uh, I don't know how forgiving I'd be because you shot me in the damn face. You know what I mean? And uh, she's lucky because it killed, it killed her. Uh, she's got a hole in her cheek. They they peeled back the the galls. I couldn't turn it off this morning. I'm watching like nine and I'm in five and I'm twelve. I'm flipping back and forth, you know, before I come show prep. Believe it or not. And, uh, and I like to know what's going on, you know what I mean? So, uh, and I'm watching, and she's uh, talking there, and then, like, oh, like, this is graphic. And she pulls off the little gauze on her face, and there's, like, literally a hole in her cheek. And apparently it got into her jaw or whatever. It literally could have killed her. And she's all like, you know, she didn't, the kid didn't mean to do it or whatever, and everybody needs to just relax. Uh, and she, forgiveness is a very healthy thing. You don't want to hold bitterness and resentment. I mean, it'll kill you. So we're getting shot in the head, by the way, oftentimes. So she's a walking miracle. But this is the thing that's bewildering to me and that I don't understand. And I realize that, uh, you know, all of us as individuals, as kids, sometimes we're slow learners. And uh, kids do dumb things just by nature. And uh, sometimes, you know, I would know better. I might have been told better uh, about uh, things. And then I had to experience things for myself 
uh, hopefully not uh, injuring somebody else or, or shooting them or being shot in the face. You know what I mean? I try to frown on that. Uh, hopefully she won't have a scar or anything. But she's got a great story. She Because you, know, you know what I mean? Like a, a, it's a guy, like a, a, my experience, and I like to hear from some women on this. But, I mean, like you'll be dating a woman or something and hanging out, and, and you'll be like, oh, what happened here? You know, talk about there's always a, a good story about scars and stuff. She's going to have a great story about this time she got shot in the face. Because not many people can say I got shot in the face and survived, but you don't want that story to tell. You know what I mean? But this is the thing that I don't understand. And, and my mom had the right idea. And, and at the time, I hated it. She didn't let me have any toy guns, cap gun, water guns or whatever. I had to on the black market uh, with friends, with uh, cousins or whatever else. I'd have to barter and trade to try to get my hands on cap gun or a BB gun or whatever because I wanted them. You know what I mean? We wanted to like, have a good time. And, and mom's idea and the rationale for it was this. Firearms are serious. They're not toys. You shouldn't act and think that they might be a toy. And, and here's the reality where she was ahead of the curve. You never point your firearm at anything or anyone that you don't want to destroy. Right? But every day, every week, every month, Cincinnati, Dayton, Covington, Newport, you name it, all over the country, probably all over the world. There are young people, sometimes even adults, who for some reason have to learn the hard way that, hey, is this thing loaded? And then they got like a, you know, they got a hole in their head or something. Uh, it, it's a bad choice. And and I even knew, I'd go to my aunt and uncle's house, and uh, he was an avid hunter. I remember uh, going hunting with him. And uh, he'd use crossbow, he'd use rifles and stuff like that too. And uh, he had a, and this is what I knew early on as a kid. He had a big deer head on the wall, you know. And, uh, and then it had its like little deer legs and its little hoofs folded up. And, uh, and on it was the gun rack. Uh, there would be a rifle there. And it was real quick and, and easy for me to grasp the concept of that deer's head and those deer hoofs or little legs, deer legs that were a, a part of this mount that were holding the rifle. By the way, that rifle, I think, is what took the deer down and ended up getting him on the wall. I knew the serious nature of the, the misuse of that firearm, or in that case, the good use of that firearm, which was to kill that deer and then uh, make some venison and some good cabbage rolls and, and whatever else to go with it. But apparently we need a tutorial. Now, I also knew this. That if I picked up one of those weapons and he wasn't around, or if I was at my house and I was messing around with a firearm, that aside from the danger associated with the misuse of that weapon and playing with it, because it's not a, a plaything, that it was going to be my ass that my mom was going to beat, or that it was going to be my problem at my aunt and uncle's house where they had the big gun case that was unlocked. Uh, and so on. And some people will say, well, it should be locked, it should be away. But I was schooled on it very early. So clearly there is a disconnect and a problem with a lot of people where this bit of education is not out there. And I, and I know people, people are scared of guns and all the other stuff that goes with it, uh, and, and you shouldn't be. And I mean, unless they're in the hands of an idiot or a moron or uh, any, somebody inexperienced who doesn't know better, which is how this little girl got shot in the face. Thankfully, she survived, and she's going to be okay. That's, uh, it could have gotten it to be a, a much worse scenario. I mean, just the other day, it was it Christmas Eve or Christmas also was the 11-year-old girl who ended up getting caught in the crossfire of somebody, I think a group of people in a car and somebody else exchanging gunfire, and she got shot in the side or something along those lines. And that could have been much worse than it is, too. She's going to be okay, thankfully. 
I don't know how we get to a better place. And, and, uh, and maybe we need, and this is maybe a crazy talk, but maybe there should be a, a little bit of an education uh, uh, as far as that goes in school about how to use or not use firearms. And as a kid, I hated the idea. My mom drove me crazy with that. No, I don't want you to have a super soaker. I don't want you to have the water gun. I don't want you to have a BB gun. They're not toys. It's nothing to joke around with. Meanwhile, all my friends are outside having a great time, and, and, and I've got, like, you know, nothing to play with. A stick. I got a stick. So then I had to trade and try to find my way to, you know, to get into the, into the action as well. So I, I don't – what do you tell your kids in this type of situation? I mean, it's a great learning opportunity. Should this be a compulsory thing? Maybe it's just one day in school, one class, one hour in the auditorium where uh, somebody comes in, law enforcement or whatever, and explains the common sense nature of how to either handle a weapon or how not to handle a weapon so you don't end up being a cautionary tale, a headline, or uh, ending up in a situation where somebody's at a mortuary trying to bury their child because they didn't know not to pick up that weapon and to see if it was loaded the hard way. I'm sorry for going off the rails here on this, but, I mean, these cases happen constantly. And it is bewildering to me how it's possible that it happens. And the goodness of this child who's able to forgive her friend who pointed that weapon at her and ended up discharging it with a round going into her face, and she's like, oh, it was an accident. I don't know if I could be as good as that kid in that situation, and I'm a grown man. Uh, the AcuteHearingCenter.com phone line open, 513-749-7800, the big one in pound, 700 at t Rob's first will come back, give you a chance to sound off on this, uh, as well as a lot of other things to get to, disposing of a uh, holiday, uh, I guess, returns. And then uh, this other thing, too, I gotta, I'm curious about. How long and when do you take down your holiday lights or displays or whatever else, too? And the reason I ask, this weekend, uh, we get a ton of rain come Sunday. Bengals and Browns getting it on at PBS as we probably get to say goodbye, uh, maybe good or bad, uh, to Andy Dalton. Uh, maybe the last time he's wearing those uh, Bengal stripes, uh, probably going to end up starting for somebody else. Uh, a great citizen, doing great things in the community. Uh, it got this team to the playoffs, though it was one and done on a multiple occasion scenario. But who else got him there like that? Anyone? Exactly. More Sterling for Sloney on the other side. 700 WLW. Still can't believe that kid got a hole in her face because she got shot in the face. She's like, I forgive him. It was an accident. Better person than me. Sterling hanging out for Scott Sloan. 700 WLW. Nine first warning forecast. Some clouds today. 61. 61 and we're pushing towards New Year's. It's crazy. You know we're going to get punished, right? I mean, it's a seriously be like some type of like a freezer bowl kind of weather situation in the future. I wish you get catch mark on and see what she because she knows she you know she forecast into the future. She she didn't want to share the bad news or something like that. I mean, I know we're going to get punished for this. Forty two tonight, uh, sixty one for your Saturday, sixty three Sunday, but a whole lot of rain. An inch to two inches are possible here in the tri state, depending on where you are, which means it could be an interesting game comes. Sunday with the Bengals and Browns uh, getting it on at Paul Brown Stadium. A kickoff 1 o'clock here uh, with uh, certainly wrapping up a season of disappointment. I know. Uh, but there's a first-round draft pick as a part of this deal. And uh, maybe maybe uh, you know they'll split with uh, Cleveland. They could win the game. It'd be two-win season. It'd be something. Grant, don't look at me like that. I mean, you know, I mean, seriously, I'm optimistic. If I weren't an optimist at this point, I would have already gone and played in traffic. I mean, seriously, like Frogger, but it would have ended badly. Uh, it's 54 now, your severe weather station, 700 WLW. Charlie, I appreciate your holding. Rob and Dolores coming up. Uh, lots to get to all before Kevin Carr joins us in just about an hour talking about the, what's uh, the movies this weekend uh, on 700 WLW. Charlie, what's shaking?
Hey, hey uh, when I grew up, there were loaded guns in the house all the time. Uh, I got my first my first gun was a single barrel 410 shotgun. Okay. And Dad took me to the NRA hunter safety course before I was allowed to hunt, and that's the way I was introduced to firearms. Like I have I have twin girls. There were always loaded firearms in the house when they were growing up. Never an incident. Uh, now one of them works for the DOJ, and she loves to shoot. The other one's a housewife, and firing a firearm makes her nervous. It does with uh, a lot of people. and You know, you should be a little nervous, but you should be confident and comfortable with the weapon if you're going to handle it, right? Right. And I can't – she's too scared of them for me to be able to get her to that point. That's tough. Well, then she, then sister, she shouldn't touch it at all then. I mean, if that's the case. She doesn't. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't. Whereas her sister, like I say, works for the DOJ and loves to shoot. Makes sense. Let me ask you this, because and I went to five high schools. I moved around a lot. Uh, don't judge me. I wasn't in trouble. We just moved. Don't believe me. Uh, and uh, so, in the midst of this, I remember when I lived in Preble County, went to Preble Shawnee. Uh, I lived in Tennessee for a while. I was in and around Dayton. A couple of those schools, they had like I think classes in the school about weaponry. And then on top of that, uh, it'd be hunting season when I lived out in the sticks. Right? Uh, you'd see like the kids who would come in they may hunt before the school in the morning uh if they hadn't been working on the farm or whatever else in, in that type of scenario and you'd see you know uh, shotguns or, or rifles literally in the back of the cab of the trucks as you're coming into school now i realize some places that might not work but the idea that there should be education in school i think makes great sense especially in areas where there's already high crime and problems because you want these kids to be aware of the dangers associated with it if they don't already know that it's on the streets it's a dangerous place well, I went to Trotwood. Okay. And same thing. Well, we didn't have any kind of firearms uh, classes, mm-hmm. but uh, it was the same thing. You know, hunting season, we all had shotguns and, uh, in, uh, in uh, uh, racks in the rear window of the pickup truck. Right. Nobody ever broke in and stole one. There was never an incident. And I remember, now that I think about it, one year, my science project was on ballistics. Oh, no kidding. And I had uh, a lot of different loaded rounds uh, wired to a uh, piece of plywood. Okay. Uh, nowadays... Uh, schools would freak out over that. Well, sure, because, I mean, we obviously have a problem with the fact that about once a month or so, there's a story, it seems like, about somebody coming in with a weapon and, and unloading on kids or teachers or something like that, or at least attempting to. Uh, so, you know, the world has changed. So it, it's tough, but I, I just don't understand it. Charlie, I'm going to let you go, man. I appreciate the call. Dolores, it's your turn on 700 WLW in for Sloney uh, and talking to Sterling. Hey. Dolores? Yes. Hi. Hi. How you doing? Um, I'm okay. Thanks. Good, How good. are you? I think I'm all right so far. Oh, good. good. I've just been listening to your show, and you said something about maybe they should bring all these kids into the auditorium and tell them about guns and and how dangerous they are and all this kind of well, stuff. Well, how, how dangerous they can be if they're not handled correctly. And if you're the wrong end of it, certainly it can be a, 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 a bad outcome, right? But don't you think this starts at home? This Parents should be doing this. Parents should not be leaving guns laying around for these 
kids that just grab guns and run out of the house and go get in a fight with somebody and shoot their, their friends. No, I totally agree with you there. I mean, you need to yeah. be able to secure the weapon. Hell, well, people don't secure their children, let alone the weapon. Well, that's another thing. These kids, like at Northgate, all these kids, who who has taught these kids that this is not the thing to do, to do mob stuff like this? This is ridiculous. But it starts at home. It starts with parents teaching their kids. Well, that, that's true. But here's the thing, because stuff isn't done correctly at home sometimes. Right. The, the rest of us in society have to sort of do something then to uh, handle some of that education and shorten that learning curve so that the rest of us in the big sandbox of life are, are in a, a more safe place, generally speaking, at least is my view. And, and that's sort of the nature of things. It's why we have laws and, and enforcement the way we do, because not everybody's going to do the right thing, either through uh, negligence, irresponsibility, deliberate intent, or uh, just ignorance. Yeah, well, I think a lot of it is starts with parents, and a lot of this is winds up, it's the parents' fault that these kids have not been taught better. Absolutely. Dolores, I appreciate the call. And as far as the mall goes, I mean, this is the problem. Even though they're, they're tightening security even more, and they're going to put the clamp down on it the same way Kenwin Town Center uh, did, uh, more so closer to that at Northgate and a lot of other places here in the days ahead, because kids got basically another week off of school to go be idiots and morons. Uh, you want to avoid it. But it kills business. It causes problems. And in the midst of it, I mean, I just I don't understand. I had other stuff to do. I, I was trying to make money. I was trying to work. At 16 years old, 15 years old, I'm working at Adventure Golf, Mini Golf. I'm working at Hare Arena. I'm working at the grocery barn, bagging groceries, pushing carts, working produce. I'm trying to make a dollar. I don't have time to go dick around at the mall and be a goofball, let alone uh, getting fights with police and stuff. I, it, it, it's bewildering. Rob, it's your turn with Sterling on 700 WLW. I think I'm all right. I, I need to relax a little bit. I should back off the coffee, and we should try to have some fun, talk about Christmas lights and gifts and stuff maybe after the news. I don't know. This is too, too stressful well, for me. you know, it's, it's, that, it's, that, it's that Meadowdale thing. You know, we all have it. That's true. It's one of my five high schools. That's correct. I know. I'm, I'm, I live close by. <laughs> there you Man, go. What I called about was um, the other day you were talking about the hair the the hair thing. Yeah. I, told, I would tell the guy not to worry about it. Come up here to Dayton to the barber college. They'll cut it. They'll take care of him for five bucks. <laughs> he doesn't have to worry about it anymore. Just needs a set of well, clippers. I, He's in good I, shape. I, I take care of mine that way. That's it. We're talking for those who don't know uh, today. Uh, we, you know, we got Grant producing, but Austin was producing the other day, and he asked me because uh, he had an accident at, at the the uh, salon where the the woman who was cutting his hair was using clippers, but the guard came off, so she got it nearly scalped him and didn't. And then she was like, "Well, what do we do now?" Sorry. And then so she shaved his head, and he's like, it kind of looks better. They gave him two free haircuts. But here's the thing that freaked me out for those who don't know, Rob. He ends up tipping, he said, better than normal because he felt bad. It was his head that got shaved, and he felt bad and tipped her more than if she had given him a regular haircut. It's amazing. I would not – see, Austin's a better person than me. I would not have done that. I would have, I would have just left. Well, I don't know about that. Anyway, <laughs> and on my next, my next thing is the um, – you're talking about these idiot kids. Well, they just look at the stuff that happens in the Dayton area, like those kids, that family that was driving up down Third Street. Yeah, that's right. I think it was what, four yeah. people ended up being killed the other day. Yeah. And you you live in the same area I do. Mm hmm And you know how you know how Wolf Road is a drag strip. Sure, sure. People don't pay attention. Yeah. Oh, they just you know it's a, there's well Clappinger is so bad it's got double yellow lines and you can be passed on either side at any time if you're obeying the law. So I mean it's. It's more than just a gun thing. No, no, it's everything. There, and Rob, I appreciate the call. There's a total disregard for respect for other people, let alone self-respect. 
and, and it's a common sense thing. It's just people just be better. That's all you got to do is be a better person. Handle your business. Don't be a problem for everybody else and everything would be all right. Then I can only talk about happy, warm, and fuzzy stuff. Like maybe holiday. Hey, how long do you keep the holiday lights up and the displays at the house or, or uh, you know the trees up or whatever? I know there's recycling for trees and stuff. On the other side, we'll try to have a little bit more fun. I, we can't solve all the problems the whole morning. The weight is too heavy for me. It just is. Sandy Collins has your 10th reporter. Is it Jack Crumley? I can't see that far. Sandy? I can't. All I saw was a hand, so I'm assuming that's who it is. All right, the news now. More there, there she is. You should just jump. Like doing jumping jacks. Holy crap! Things have gotten out of control. Wilder Direct. Hey, how you doing? It's uh, Sterling in. Scott Sloan's enjoying some vacation. Sorry, I'm just grooving just a little bit. Or James Brown funk and stuff. He's dead now. Another moment of silence for uh, James Brown. Thank you. Okay, uh, lots to do. Uh, later, uh, Kevin Carr is going to join us. He's one of the fat guys of the movie.com. We also do this podcast, uh, Chubby and Stick, which for some reason Grant uh, says it, it, it finds it hilarious. I don't know if it means it's offensive or, or what. The show is not offensive. I, and this is not the place and time to talk about it. You check it out on the iHeartRadio app. All right, I, I just want to get that out there. It's a purely self-promotion. What is it? Aaron's shaking her head like I shouldn't mention that or something. I, everybody else mentions whatever. I mean, why not? This is about me for just one moment, one segment about me. All right, that's all I got on me. I, I got nothing else. I'm just trying to make sense of stuff. You know what I mean? Um, can I ask you something? I mean, just for a second, just just us. One a little a little something. Uh, so, like uh, this year uh, coming up, uh, New Year's. I'm not usually one for resolutions because, uh, like you know, I I remember like uh, years ago, be like, hey, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to get all healthy and stuff. I need to flop down that money. And like come February, after working out a lot in January, I'm like, uh, screw that. I'm not doing this anymore because it'd be really crowded, right? And then, uh, and then people don't wipe off machines and things like that. And I'm like, why are you – wipe it off. I don't want to clean up your sweat and stink, you know? And, and then I'm like, um, maybe I'll just ride my – it just became a hassle. So for 2020, what I'm thinking – and it's fairly broad-brushed. I'm like, man, I, I'm going to try to be a better person. You know what I mean? Try to live better, treat people better, be kinder, gentler. More decent. And that's just in general terms. So I don't know if that's a good idea or not, but I think that's a good idea and a good attitude to have at any time, period. But why not for the first of the year? And uh, I'm also looking at uh, reviewing things the way a corporation does in a business because I I am a businessman. And what I mean by that is uh, I want to know what I'm paying for. Like, I got lots of services and things like that, people and things that I pay for, and I want to make sure that I'm getting what I'm paying for, that I'm happy with what I'm getting, and if I can save some money on the stuff that I'm paying for, uh, then I'm going to try to do that. It's a review. You know what I mean? It's sort of like when you work in a business and all of a sudden they want to know where all the beans are going. I want to know where all the beans are going and then have a reevaluation of circumstance. That's what I'm going to do. Might have to have some cuts. I'm just trying to live better in 2020. So what I'm curious about is this, and maybe this is the right time to do it. Maybe you're doing some returns. Maybe you got time off today. I don't, I don't know what you're up to. I'm in here uh, looking at Grant and Aaron, and uh, I can't – I mean, I can look to the right, to the west and south, and I, I can see 71. It's not that busy. I can see the Kenwood Town Center is happening. It's hopping. Lots of people probably going to lunch, lots of people doing some returns, lots of people trying to get some uh, discounts and clearance stuff after Christmas sales and and whatnot. What I want to know is, what is it that you do when it comes to New Year's? Do you, in fact, have resolutions? 
Have you been good at keeping resolutions? Is it too much stress? I have a friend of mine, and, and it's been going on for a long time now. He always talked about all this stuff's going to be different. All this stuff's going to change, and, I, and I, it doesn't happen. And then he gets angry, and then he gets bitter. And I'm like, dude, just just pick one thing. Why 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 burden yourself with all this stress? And then he, he gets all like, it sort of like comes unwound. And, and, and I, all I try to do is be a voice of reason in an unreasonable world. And Lord knows there's a lot of uh, less than reasonable things going on. So five one three seven four nine seven thousand eight hundred the big one. Pound 718 T You can get interactive that way on the AcuteHearingCenter.com phone line. I want to know, do you do resolutions? Do you follow through on them? Does it, does it work for you? And, and uh, what the resolution would be overall, aside from maybe not going to the mall and wreaking havoc after curfew or whatever else? Because I, I think we could all stand to, to work to be a little bit better, uh, kinder to each other, kinder to ourselves, and, and that type of thing overall. Uh, some tweets and stuff at Sterling Radio as well. You can follow along. Uh, the question also that was out there was, how long do you keep up your Christmas or holiday light displays, all the other stuff you might have in gone, uh, going on? Uh, Peppy Patty 64 on Twitter says, uh, the stuff comes down within a week gone, which is fine uh, with me, and generally speaking. Uh, what's this other one here? I'm trying to see. Kaplinger, I believe, on Twitter. Jim Kaplinger, call him Cappy. Says, my wife did an Olympic-style hammer throw uh, on a Christmas tree in the backyard yesterday. That's pretty quick. And, and, and to be able to get them in and out of there or whatever else. And I, and I know you got to be careful if it's a real tree because the, the little uh, needles and stuff like that, they get brittle. If it's not watered, it becomes a fire hazard. You don't want to you know, become a statistic. You don't want your house to end up burning down and that type of thing. That's not a good scenario to be dealing with. And I love the trees, the Hanukkah bush, the Christmas tree, the whole deal. Um, I tell the story, uh, and you can check out the podcast. I think it's the third hour of the Christmas Day show uh, where I, I speak uh, candidly and clearly about uh, how I grew up in a very traumatic uh, Christmas scenario and how we went from the tree to the bush at the House of Sterling because of uh, stuff getting a little weird and uncomfortable. And it, it, for some reason, people like this story, so it, it's out there as well. So how long do you keep your stuff up? Do you already take it down? And this weekend, maybe before Sunday, the time to do it because it's going to get back to feeling like winter should, although I'm pretty happy with the 60-degree kind of scenario but it's not going to last as much as I'd like it to. And when I lived in New Orleans and, and when I lived in Las Vegas before I came back to Ohio, uh, it, it was festive still at the holiday, but there was something that didn't seem quite right about it being warm. I mean, I'm like in Vegas wearing like shorts and a sweatshirt, hanging out at the buffet, playing cards at Christmas time, and, and you know it's ridiculously cold. It kind of feels that way here right now. And in uh, New Orleans was the same way, except I was eating like you know gumbo and etouffee and. And uh, hanging out, uh, you know, and living large down there. Uh, to Burlington and Jeff, 700 WLW with Sterling. How you doing, buddy? Hey, Sterling. Merry Christmas. Merry man. Christmas. Hey, uh, you know, on the resolutions, uh, kind of I find myself all I got today. And, and so if I just do better today, then, you know, the rest of the year will take care of itself. I, I can't, can't look that far ahead and get uh, get all wrapped up in it, man. Now, let's see, that's reasonable and rational. So, in other words, just handle today's business. Tomorrow, you do the same thing, and then it just all sort of, like, falls and builds into being a better thing overall, like a snowball. 
absolutely, or maybe I don't do the same thing tomorrow. Maybe today don't work out so well, brother. Well, th- there's that. Tr- well, again, that goes back to me being a little bit on the slow learning curve. You know what I mean? It's the craziness when you expect to be. A, what is it they say? Different. You expect a different result tends to be insanity. Which uh, I don't want to say I'm crazy. We'll leave that to Willie. But I mean, you know, uh, we are who we are, I suppose. So, what about your holiday lights? If you got them up, how soon do you yank those things down? They come down on New Year's Day, man. New Year's Day. Okay, so that's a quick, pretty quick turnaround. Jeff, I appreciate the, the call. I'm glad you're listening today, man. All right, man. Take care. Take care of yourself. And then there's the recycling thing. Uh, you see this sometimes. People just throw the tree out in the front, like on, on the curb, and it just sits there. And then the trash people, they don't always do that. So wherever you live, if it's a suburb, if it's not the city of Cincinnati or whatever else, I mean, there are some places you can go to sort of deal with that. Just make sure that uh, you handle it. Because they will recycle it. They turn it to mulch, and then sometimes they'll sell it again, which then you can sort of recycle the tree or whatever. You know, that, that's not necessarily a bad deal. 513-749-7000, the big one, pound 700 at your chance to get interactive. Uh, we'll talk on that mall thing and curfews and kids getting out of control. Uh, Kevin Carr is going to join us in just about a half hour or so, and uh, he's one of the fat guys at movies.com. We'll see what's worth checking out of the movies. Uh, certainly a big-time uh, opportunity to go to the movies, people enjoying time off, a bunch of different stuff to see, and, and of course, the, the choices. Uh, he takes the hit for us, really, so, I mean, because it's his job. So he can go see something, and if it sucks, it's his misery, and he saves that for uh, keeps us from having to deal with it, which I find to be a, a pretty good scenario overall. And, and, and I'm still thinking about somebody just uh, tweeted at me, dude, 10 people arrested in Northgate Mall, uh, and a question mark. Yeah, I, I believe that's correct, uh, they, and they expect to probably arrest uh, some more kids as a result of looking at video and so forth and probably other kids saying, hey, it was this guy and that guy who did dumb stuff. So on the other side, Debbie will be first. Your chance to get interactive as well. What about resolutions? Do, do you believe in the resolution? Have they been effective for you? What is your resolution if you have one, or uh, what, what do you do? And what about the lights and the display? I know my dog will be very happy for some of them to, to, to go down. There is a molded Santa on one of my neighbor's porches, and every time we walk by for the last probably close to a month, the dog has a conniption. I don't know what it is about it because uh, it, it's innocuous. It lights up at night. It just sits there quietly. It's just a quiet molded Santa about four feet tall, and my dog must uh, – he thinks it's a threat. He's, we walk by, he's like <laughs> – and at first I thought it was just keep him away from it because I was afraid he was going to you know, lift his leg, and, and I don't want him peeing on Santa because that's just not cool. What's going on? Sterling hanging out. Scott Sloan. He's enjoying some vacation. Back in, uh, I think, a uh, – Monday and Tuesday, I think I'm back. Uh, it gets ready for the new year, and then he steps back in, rested, relaxed, and ready to roll. Trying to make sense of stuff, that's what I'm doing. Grant producing the show. Phone number, 513-749-7000, uh, 843-2441. That's 800-THE-BIG-1. Occasionally, it's funny, I'll get an email, and it'll say, uh, the 800 number doesn't work. Uh, and I'm like, well, you know, I'll email back, what do you mean? And then it'll be like, a, well, I tried the big one, and it doesn't work. It's, don't spell out the one. It's the number one when you say the big one. But what's astounding is that the person will be able to find me and email me and not be able to figure that part of stuff out. I'm not judging. I shouldn't say that in a harsh way. I, again, see, that's me not uh, – <sighs> take a deep breath. See, again, I'm trying to be a kinder, gentler person, a better person. And that means I'm not mocking or ridiculing. I was just stating fact and my bewilderment and how that happens, and I'm trying to help because I'm your radio friend. You know what I mean? I'm trying to be a conduit to the message to give you a chance to sound off and, and, and try to learn from you and other people because I know enough to know I don't know enough. 
Ken Bruce uh, coming up afternoon. He's in for Willie. And, uh, and of course, the Bengals play Sunday. Uh, they'll take a bow in the end of uh, – so just you know what it is? It's uh, finally over. Sunday it will be over, probably about 4.30 or so. Paul Brown Stadium uh, will go dark until uh, – what is it? There's some concerts and stuff in the summertime. And, and uh, th- th- then they'll play next year probably with a new quarterback because it looks like Andy Dalton will probably be exiting stage left one way or another with a year left on his contract. Uh, he'll no longer be wearing those uh, Bengal stripes. So we'll get a chance to say goodbye. Maybe maybe we should all go in droves to uh, show him some love and respect for getting uh, that Bengals team to the playoffs and for being a good uh, community uh, player. And what I mean by that is doing good things uh, for everyday people uh, and contributing and in charitable works and everything else. He and his family have done fantastic things here and wish him certainly the best. Who knows? Things could sideways. Maybe they keep him. But he wants to start, and that doesn't look like the – I mean, hell, they benched him for a couple, three weeks here anyway, which is kind of a weird scenario. Uh, but they, they could beat the Browns. They could be a two-win team uh, season scenario and still get the first pick uh, of the draft. It's possible. Grant, stop. Why is it? Yesterday I mentioned that Ken Brew looked like he was going to pass out when I said that. And then I mentioned it today, and, and Grant just looks at me and, and shakes his head and puts it down like, seriously, dude, are you out of your mind? Are you delusional? Are you smoking the legal weed? No, I don't have a medicinal weed card. I'm wholesome and innocent. But th- they are reviewing and taking submissions, by the way, for medicinal marijuana disorders, uh, diseases, uh, ailments. In fact, uh, you or I may think, or Grant or Willie, whatever, may in fact think should be able to go get yourself a medicinal marijuana card so you can go get high or maybe non-psychotropic drugs maybe get a cookie that just helps take the edge off for your anxiety for your stress see i think maybe i would be better if i did that i could just calm down a little bit it's possible or maybe i should drink more that's what i was talking to grant off the air about is that maybe it's i think for the new year i want to refine my palate when it comes to drinking like some bourbon some scotch uh and those type of things that's what I, I think. I don't know many people who say they want to drink more uh, generally, but I, I, I think that might be good for me in general terms. Uh, Liberty Township, Debbie, you're with Sterling, 700-WLW. Hi. Radio friend Sterling, how you, are you this morning? I'm trying you to. are ranting and raving and trying to stay positive. I'm trying to stay positive. <laughs> is, that a, is it hard to do that? I mean, you know, you got kids going wild at the mall. I don't understand that. Yeah, well, I'm going to talk about some some positive stuff because you want to know about lights. Yes, lights. Um, Christmas lights. My lights come down February 1st because I get very depressed and think it's it's not fun when you take all those lights down and you're back to nothing. So my solution is to take all the Christmas decorations down, leave the lights up with the greenery, and then I have a a tree that sits on my um, table that looks like trees out in the woods, and I put all snowman stuff up. So that's cool, yeah. For the month of January, it's all snowman and lights, and then by February 1st, it's starting to get lighter outside, and then you're thinking Valentine's, so to keep the spirit going, we do the snowman. That's a good idea. See, I look at it this way. You can have Christmas lights, and you can have Hanukkah lights, and then you can carry it through to New Year's lights. And, and then you could have, like, uh, what is the next one? So Valentine's, and you mentioned St. Patrick. You, you could have St. Patrick's lights. At this point, then you could just have lights up all year round, and then your neighbors maybe possibly <laughs> might think that you're a nuisance and a problem, and you just hope that the HOA doesn't come after you like a two-ton heavy thing. There you go, but you just make sure they're inside, and then you all don't have to worry about your neighbors. Well, the, the, yeah, the, there is that too. But don't you want to brighten their day and stuff? I mean, that'd be okay, as yeah, long as it's not like a big, gaudy, that's, like that's out of control why we thing. Put a, we 
we put an American flag outside that's lit up at night with just the little lights on it. So That's kind of good. Go. And, and when it's lit up, then you don't have to up. take it down, right? I think that's how that goes. There you go. Uh, that's it. Well, All Debbie, right. I hope have you have a good, a good New Year. Hey, do you have a resolution for 2020? You know, I do not do resolutions because I really don't think that they work, but I do sit down and try and evaluate myself, just like you were talking about being a nicer, kinder person. Yes. So I try to do the evaluation and change some of my evil ways. Well, you don't sound evil. What do you mean evil ways? What is it that you do, oh, Debbie, that's evil? we all have a little bit of, a little bit of uh, snappiness in us that, you know, sometimes we think things or do things that I'm just trying to be a little bit nicer and a little bit calmer about that. So, so wait a minute, hold on a minute. So you're like a, occasionally you're just a little like a little piss and vinegar is what you're talking there about. There you go. Here. Okay, yeah. I, I got you. So just once in a while, a little bit of bite, a little bit of something makes you exciting. <laughs> See, that's good. You're like a firecracker. <laughs> I kind of like that. That's a good, I'm not it. trying to get weird. I'm just I'm just saying, Debbie, thank you very much. Happy Christmas and a uh, Merry New Year or Merry Christmas. Whatever. You know what I mean. Linda, it's your turn with Sterling 700 WLW. I like it when the ladies call. Yeah, I like her, too. Hey, we keep our decorations up. Maybe I believe in 12 days of Christmas plus 12 more, maybe 12 more. So that maybe. makes women 12 and 12 is 24, makes 24 plus 12 is 36. My basic math skills is good. 36 days takes it to what? February almost. Close to it. That's yeah, not too bad. I feel like the decorations up, and then I take them all down. I got these uh, star shallow lights that are hooked on to my uh, outside patio ceiling. Oh, I did just unplug those. <laughs> right. Well, it sounds like you're having a good time in, in the celebration of the season. Linda, I appreciate you being a part of the show. And just don't play with the, the electricity when it's raining on Sunday. I don't play with that. It take me two weeks to put it up, maybe about two weeks to take it down. There, there you go. Uh, and be careful. So and when you, if you're up on the roof, enjoy. don't don't play a willy. Don't get stuck on there. But if you do get stuck, don't play like my buddy Scott, who ended up a. He was fine on the roof, but then uh, over the summer had a hard time getting down uh, off the roof and, and came down the hard way. Willie was smart. He called for help. Uh, classic audio that always plays with him up there stranded. Help me, help me. I, I'm I'm t- trapped on the roof. I'm not making fun. I mean, he's a smart man. He, he made a smart choice. He knew that he couldn't get down, and he asked for assistance. That takes a strong person uh, to be able to admit that they need help, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, Jay Steele 78 on Twitter says, normally, talking about lights, they're down uh, the first weekend of the year. So th- th- there is that. Uh, Ken Minnick, uh, KGM 1972, says, Sterling, they're, they are already down. That's quick action right there to take down the lights okay. And then, uh, then you got uh, Tina Gears. Uh, she says, uh, Sterling, minimum until after the epiphany January 6th, uh, probably until MLK weekend, third day of the weekend. That means uh, more time to take them down. So that's planning ahead and trying to keep stuff in order. Um, and I th- did I mention Pappy, Patty, Peppy? I- I'm going to say this. I'm going to slow down. I'm hooked on phonics, don't you know? Peppy Patty 64 says the lights will be gone uh, within a week. So that's a good deal. I say keep them up all the time. I don't even, other than the, the molded Santa that my dog want, uh, is somehow uh, traumatized by, uh, I don't even mind if they all stay up. And I feel bad. There was a guy down the street. I walked the crazy dog, uh, and he was troubled for a while. It was one of those big inflatable snow globes that had stuff flying around inside of it. Another dog, it wasn't my dog. My dog did not do this, but another dog apparently attacked the snow globe. Uh, and they did, apparently didn't find another one to replace it and make it good yet. 
Uh, but yeah, you, you got to just like your kids. When your dog does something, you got to handle your business and stand up and, and be appropriate and uh, making things right. Which is what some parents need to be doing after their uh, hellion sh- devil spawn decided to cause havoc uh, at the Northgate Mall. More police there as a result of it. As people try to make their returns, nobody needs that distraction or headache. Your eleven o'clock report straight away. More Sterling in for Scott Sloan, where the Bengals play Sunday for one last time, and we probably say goodbye to Andy Dalton. I'm very upset. And then the Reds in the distance in the hot stove and uh, making moves. It's a very exciting time. It's Sterling, 700 WLW, Cincinnati. All the scams are out there. Holiday season. You think, wow, the porch pirate thing is over, right? Everybody uh, already got their holiday gifts for the most part, unless it was stuff back-ordered or people who were procrastinating. I mean, because uh, right now it's crazy. I, I think it's like they it's in my sleep. I could be wrong, uh, but it seems like in my sleep, maybe the aliens. Okay, somebody. I don't know who, if not the aliens. Where is uh, Colonel Dean Smith? What do you need? Maybe the aliens implanted something in my head so that I was when I was thinking about purchasing different things, it was already ordered and delivered to the House of Sterling. It was crazy how almost instantaneously that, that stuff has gone on. Um, it, it's just incredible. Uh, and in the midst of that, you had to worry about people showing up at people's houses just to following basically the delivery trucks uh, and just swooping in and taking it. Now, of course, and you've probably already heard this a thousand times, but I'm just going to sort of restate it because I care. I, I don't want you to be victimized. Now, if you leave your casa and then you decide to go out and maybe spend some time with family and friends, you're burning vacation, you're going to the movies. Speaking of which, uh, for Fat Guys to the Movies, my man Kevin Carr, who does the Chubby and Stick podcast with me, going to join me in about 12 minutes or so, and uh, we will talk on uh, what's new at the theater that's worth checking out. Or, uh, and you know what, here's the thing. If you go to the mall theater, if you're in the theater and you're watching a movie, you don't have to worry about uh, you know groups of like literally hundreds of teenagers showing up to wreak havoc, uh, you know, not caring about the curfews and stirring stuff up like happened last night at the, the Northgate Mall. If you got yourself a big oversized tub of popcorn or pretzel bites and you know the big thing of Dr Pepper that is so large for thirty eight dollars that you get uh, comes with its own catheter, and maybe you're watching something like Little Women or whatever else is at the theater that's new. Kevin will tell us what's worth our time in just a little bit. Uh, then you don't have to worry about that chaos, right? I mean, that, that's kind of the way I look at it. Uh, so in the meantime, though, so that, that, that's going on. Uh, what you want to do is not leave the boxes like for your new electronics and whatever else that you happen to get that's kind of, uh, you know, maybe an intention getter for some uh, passerby who decides that, hey, if they swoop in, if there's no car in the driveway or it looks like nobody's home, they can uh, break in and take your stuff when you take your trash to the curb. Uh, Rule of thumb, as everybody is saying, is what? Uh, Either break down the boxes, put them in the recycling, uh, take those boxes when they're broken down and drop them off maybe someplace else. uh, You can do that. Or uh, just sort of space it out a little bit so you don't see that you know shiny new box that's empty for that new 60-inch TV that you happen to have or something like that. Because the, the, somebody out there will likely think that it's like going shopping but at your house rather than at the store. And I, I frown on that, generally speaking. You know what I mean? Uh, first of all, you show up at my house like that, you're liable to get hurt. Uh, yeah, it's true. Uh, or, or, you know, the, the alarm will go off and then uh, somebody else will show up and then hopefully take these people away. But sometimes people just don't care, and that's sort of where we're at. Uh, a number of things to get to. 
I uh, I like buying toys for my uh, friends' kids. And is that a weird sort of uh, switch in thought processes occasionally? I, I, I do those. It's sort of like a whiplash scenario. Uh, but uh, I, I like uh, buying noisy toys, fun toys that I would never have been able to have as a kid that I might uh, I would think that I would like as a little kid. And, and then I, I will uh, let my friends and family members deal with the aftermath, which is loud, disruptive, annoying games and toys being played uh, while I've gone back to the House of Sterling and don't have to worry about it anymore. That's kind of what I, I kind of enjoy doing. Doing that and then uh, oftentimes when I show back up uh, you know because people invite me believe it or not from time to time to, to come over uh, and I'll tell you about a situation that I have to apologize for uh, that happened last uh, weekend uh, in, in relation to uh, being invited to a get-together um, what I'll do is then I'll say well where's the toy because by in a week or two sometimes you hope the kids haven't lost uh, interest in the toy uh, or whatever it is or the game uh, but then I'll come over and go, well, where is that? Because I often buy – see, here's the thing. I, if I buy it just for me, it's really weird because I have no kids, and you come over and there's a lot of toys at the house. You don't want to you know, have people thinking you're going to end up being a headline of something that you know, Sandy Collins or Jack Crumley's talking about at uh, you know, the house. That's not good. But if, if you do it at your friend's or family's house, then you can play with the toy and then leave it or, or something along those lines. All right, so uh, I, I think I've reached a place in my life where maybe I'm just a man of a certain age. Uh, I've been doing, I usually do like weekends here on the big one, right? I'll do like Friday night show, 9 to midnight, oftentimes, like Gamble and Finn do Thursdays. And then you got Gary Jeff Walker, do like Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday in between baseball and basketball. And, you know, because we got Bearcats and Musketeers and the Reds, of course, and that type of thing. And then I'll do like a Saturday afternoon show when other stuff's not going on. Like we got a whole lot of college football this weekend. I think we got the Cotton Bowl and some other stuff too. So I'll be free because I'm filling in for Sloney. Um, so my schedule's irregular, right? And uh, last weekend, and every year, some friends of mine, the bishops and the Denise, have a huge party. And, for, and it's nice. that They uh, like me. I've known these people for a long time. They invite me over. They say, hey, Sterling, come over uh, whenever you can and uh, hang out or whatever. And they'll often do that for New Year's as well. So this is what happened to me. It's kind of embarrassing. And uh, maybe something like this has happened to you. I, it's, it's tough to say. Uh, maybe it has. Maybe it hasn't. So I worked and during the day. And then I, I was doing other stuff, and I, I took a nap, and I, I did not – like, my phone was uh, near death. So I had to plug in the phone, and, I, and it was off. It had shut down. And I, that's my alarm clock, you know what I mean? And I knew that I was, I was like, all planning to go. And I you know, got some wine because I always like to come with something in hand. And uh, this is what happened. So I wake up Saturday night, and it's like 1030. And because – I'm not 20 years old anymore. I was not going to show up, one, because it's, uh, it's somebody else's house. It's not like college, where 10 o'clock is like, hey, you're ready to go out? Oh, we're going to go out about midnight. Let's get a few now, and then we'll head out. So I missed their party because I, I took like an extremely long nap which is terrible, bad, and I apologize. And it's a weird excuse, but it's true. So I, I just I don't know if that kind of thing has happened to you before. Clearly, I needed the sleep, I suppose. Uh, but, but it's just kind of a weird scenario where, like, years ago, it wouldn't have mattered. It'd be like, uh, all right, man, I'll see you about 1130. And, th and that's what my friends and I you know, used to do. You'd go out, you'd go to parties or whatever, and, and sometimes – Usually it was with like the, the women in our lives or the girls in our lives. It'd be like, you want to go to the club? Because I had no reason, unless I was working, to want to go to the club. But the girlfriend you know, you're hanging out with, whatever, like, let's go dancing or whatever. And I'm like, sure, that'd be a great time. 
and, and then I'd get a drink and then you know maybe dance a little bit or whatever and get a little freaky and, and then that would be the end of it uh but now it's like 10:30 and I'm like well uh the news is on and uh I got to check out some games and then uh it's late maybe order a pizza or something along those lines so apologies for not making it uh and uh, maybe maybe we'll see you new year's or whatever I don't know if you've done that or not maybe maybe you sort of live that life uh, maybe it's changed just a little bit. It, it's sort of the, the way it plays out sometimes in our lives. Kevin Carr is going to join us in a few, and uh, we'll talk on what's new with the movies that's worth checking out. That maybe because you don't want to do what I've done also with the movies. I have uh, fallen asleep, and, and, and that's usually a telltale sign. Either a I'm tired, which is all the time, or that's why probably I, I basically IV the coffee, um, or uh, it's just a crappy film. So we'll find out what's not crappy that's worth checking out that maybe is still as a whole lot of people have family and friends and kids off for vacation through next week that's going to be worth checking out. So hang out. That's on the other side. That is teasing through the break. If I had gone to radio school, I believe that would have been at least a chapter in the book that I didn't have to buy. It's Sterling for Scott Sloan, 700 WLW. Nine first warning forecast, unseasonally warm, and I love it, even if it's overcast, even if it's rain, and we're going to see a whole lot of it come Sunday, and then we'll be punished at some point uh, later in the winter for uh, the, the uh, nice warm uh, wintertime Christmas experience that we've had into New Year's. Uh, 61 today, clouds tonight, 42, uh, a little bit of sun, but mostly cloudy for your Saturday, 61, and then a whole lot of rain. We're talking an inch, maybe two, and, and thankfully it's not snow, because that'd be somewhere between 10 and 20 inches of snow, and... Unless you're into, like, skiing or, yeah, that's the only really use I can see for that, uh, then, I, then I'm not for it. A high is 63 Sunday. The first of the week chills down, uh, about 48 the high, and uh, that rain uh, gets out early, and then uh, we'll see sunshine. And then it'll be uh, closer to uh, maybe reality uh, for this time of year in the tri-state. Right now, it's 56, your severe weather station, 700 WLW. And for Scott Sloan, who's enjoying some vacation, hopefully you are too. Otherwise, if you're working or doing whatever you got to do, glad you're listening to the big one, 700 WLW. My man, Kevin Carr, he's one of the fat guys at the movies. You hear him with McConnell on Tuesdays talking like DVD stuff. He's on with Eddie and Rocky uh, and also a uh, partner in the uh, Chubby and Stick podcast with me. Kevin Carr, how are you? How's Christmas? How is life? Oh, things are going great. Had a great Christmas, a busy Christmas. It's always busy. You know, there's no way to not make Christmas busy. No, that's very true. Did the uh, car boys find themselves to the mall wreaking havoc like the Northgate Mall here last night, breaking curfew and stirring stuff up? I don't expect this to be a positive uh, acknowledgement on your part because your kids are good and, and are not troublemakers, or are they hoodlums and we don't know? No, no, no. My kids, my, I got good kids. We, they didn't cause any problems. There, were no, there was no shenanigans going on in the car household or outside of the car household, for for, for what I know. Uh-oh. But uh, yeah, no, everyone, everybody's good. And in fact, my my son works in retail, so he, my oldest son works in retail, so he 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 understands that you got to treat the retail people nice at this time of year. You, you certainly do. You don't want to be an idiot and a moron. And apparently, that is catchy like some type of virus. So hopefully, they'll put the clamp down on that. We don't we don't need more of that. We need less of that stupid. Wouldn't you agree? I think so. Less stupidity. I am almost always for less stupidity, unless I'm playing poker with somebody, and then I want them to be more stupid. Yeah, that's exactly. I like the way you think on that. Or maybe the <laughs> Chubby and Stick podcast, which is a whole other thing on the iHeartRadio app. Just look for fat guys at the movies. Speaking of movies, Kevin Carr, uh, yes. th- there's a whole lot of stuff showing, a whole lot of people with still vacation to burn. Kids are off through most, I think, if not all of next week. Uh, so lots of movies to see. 
you take the hit for all of us, thankfully, because you're a kind, decent human being. As, as a movie entertainment journalist, that's what you are. Uh, you go sit in theaters. You go see uh, stuff that basically is like watching paint peel in time that you'll never get back so we don't have to spend our money and live that misery. And for that, I say God bless you, Kevin Carr. Well, thank you so much. It's always good to be acknowledged like that. Yes. And and the, all the stuff that's open new uh, actually opened on Christmas. So uh, there's a lot of stuff that's new that, that, that people may have already had a chance to see uh, for this week because even though most things come out Friday, Christmas is always a big opening day. Uh, the big one I think is generating the most buzz in terms of the new movies is Little Women which is, of course, the adaptation of Louisa May Alcott's famous novel from, I think it's like 150 years ago. Uh, it's about these four girls growing up in a somewhat privileged uh, northern community during the Civil War. They're not super wealthy, but they're also not dirt poor. Uh, so, And while it takes place during the Civil War, it's not in the middle of the fighting. They're just seeing the, the uh, you know reactions to it from far away. But it's the four of them growing up and trying to take care of themselves because their father's off fighting in the war. And you've got some great performances by uh, Shersha Ronan playing, uh, she plays Joe, and uh, Florence Pugh uh, really kind of steals the show as Amy. Uh, and uh, it's directed by Greta Gerwig, who did Lady Bird a couple years ago. Now, one of the things with this movie is I think Gerwig is assuming most people who are going to see this movie either have had interest enough in it to have seen one of the other 56 adaptations they've done <laughs> or have read the book itself. Hold on a minute. Let's start there. First of all, okay. I think it's mandatory viewing or reading for at least most kids, if not girls only, probably elementary school, maybe early middle school, something like that, right? Well, what's funny is I know I know my uh, my parents had gotten us that when I was a kid my sister got Little Women and I got Little Men, which is the uh, the sequel that she had done. I never read it. I just it was not like a school assigned thing. Although I know a lot of people have read it. It's it's, it's a very popular novel. Why has it been um, made like a hundred and fifty times? I mean, how many times does a story like this need to be uh, said? And I'm not trying to hurt this movie. And I think Greta uh, Gerwig does great stuff. I've seen her in a bunch of other things from uh, Greenberg to whatever. I think she's a, a good actress and she's actually. Yeah. Yeah. turned into a pretty damn good movie maker, yeah? Oh, absolutely. I mean, Lady Bird was a fantastic movie. I, I think they, they, they remake a lot of movies. There's, a, you know, you, you, Pride and Prejudice. How many different versions of Pride and Prejudice have we had over the years? You know, that kind of thing. And, and there's always something to take. Now, she does do a little bit of, uh, she, she, she tinkers a little bit with the, uh, with the feminist uh, storylines to this because, of course, it was a feminist book back then. But what was feminist in, uh, you know, 1860 is uh, somewhat different now. And so she, she tinkers with that, which makes it a little more re uh, relevant to, uh, the modern age. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, I have no problem remaking the classics. The problem is, is the movie's not called Big Fat Guys. Uh, it's called Little Women. So I'm not the target market, and uh, it, it's about women. So it's not really kind of like my interest, and because of that I haven't seen the previous films or read the book. So the, what happens in it is she plays around with chronology. It jumps around throughout the girls' lives to kind of uh, structure the story. And it's a little hard to follow that because uh, at times I would get confused. I'm like, well, when is this taking place and when does that take place? And I was watching it with my wife, and she, she figured it out. But I think part of it is she already knew the story in the background and, and what happens with all the, the characters. And if you come clean and uh, brand new yourself, um, you know, it's, I, I'm – 
I'm uh, that, that's just sort of like my ignorance coming towards. It. That's okay. I, I'd be right with you. So it's a, so primarily it's a, it's a girl thing. Uh, it sounds like just by the nature of what it is, but we may be dragged along, even though like you had a mandatory viewing with the, you know uh, Mrs. Carr. So yeah. that's okay. So it sounds like it's for what it is. It is what it is. Uh, not bad. Uh, yeah. What else is out there? That's I mean, the Star Wars is the big thing. Jumanji, the next level, has been out forever, yeah. I guess. Uh, Frozen's out there. Uh, well, there's the, two two more that are that are new that have, that have went wide this week. The first one is uh, Uncut Gems. That's the one with Adam Sandler. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Where he's like playing, he's works in the jewelry district in New York, and there's a lot of craziness yeah. that goes on. And he's what is he, degenerate, degenerate gambler? And then things get really weird, right? Yeah, it, it, the, the, yeah. He runs this like little shop, but he's got his hands in all these different things. Um, he's, he's he does gambling. He does uh, you know he's trying to sell different types of things, not just jewelry, but various other things. He owes money to everyone around town, and it's it, he, he had gotten gotten this unfinished gem that he wants to sell, uh, you know, for like hundreds of thousands of dollars, and it's him sort of trying to make that happen while, of course, spinning all these plates of of sleaze that he's doing around town. I mean, he's got problems with his bookies. He's got problems with his wife. He's got problems with his girlfriend. That kind of explains the previous one. Uh, you know, he has problems with everybody. And, and I, I wasn't a huge fan of this movie simply because all the characters are so sleazy and um, unpleasant that I, I, I just didn't care what happened to anybody. That's sort of the catch of it, is if you like those movies about seeing just degenerate human beings and wondering how they got there, <laughs> that seems to be the, uh, the, the focus of this. But, it, but, but, I mean, Sandler does a great job acting in it. You know, every couple of years he does a movie and reminds everybody that he's got some serious acting chops. Oh, he does, and he's underrated, I, I believe, and we've talked about this before. I think Punch Drunk Love was a fantastic movie. Rain Over Me was pretty good, too. And, I mean, he continues to sort of drop a, a, one of these in randomly, even though you make this sound like he, it's uh, not... You don't find anything really that worthy of these characters just because of the nature of what they are, I guess, in the story, yeah? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, well, basically, I mean, I don't mind sleazy or unpleasant characters as long as they're the kind of somebody you'd like want to sit and have a beer with. If, if I couldn't want to have a beer with some character in the movie, then I really don't care because I'm just like, I'm just interested in what's going on in their lives. But that's just me. I mean, that's, that's the purpose of this movie is to show what a mess his, his life is. Okay, fair enough. And uh, anything else of consequence? I got to ask you about this because I, I found this by accident. I didn't mean to watch it, and then I was drawn in. I couldn't turn it off. I'm not. You sound like somebody who accidentally turned on, a, on a, an adult film on the cable, and you're explaining to somebody why it's on the on the bill. <laughs> that may or may not have happened, but not this movie. That, that's a nice balance and dichotomy, though. Uh, not Catholic, but amazed in, in, in visually in the story and, and some insight, however accurate or not, into the papacy, which the the two popes on Netflix. Netflix. I wasn't yeah. even trying to watch it, but it, apparently analytics work because it popped up and said, you want to watch it, and, and I'll be damned, and, and maybe a bad choice of words considering the conversation here. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I immediately was drawn in and couldn't turn it off. I thought it was a really well-done movie. It was an act of God that you watched this thing, I guess. It yeah, may have um, been an intervention, like from above. They're, oh, yeah. Or something. Well, yeah, one of the things is Netflix is pushing the two popes very hard, along with uh, the Irishman and Dolomite and uh, uh, Marriage Story. Those are the big four things that they're pushing this year during award season. Well, I saw so three of those. The I didn't see well, the that... marriage thing, but the other three I thought were all strong. What's this marriage thing I missed? The Marriage Story? That's the one with uh, Adam Driver and 
and Scarlett Johansson, they're going through a divorce. It dropped in the middle of November, I think. It's been out in theaters for a little bit, and, and now it's on Netflix. That one's getting a lot of award buzz. But The Two Popes is also really good. That's a look at the uh, of, of Pope Benedict um, you know, sort of transitioning to Pope Francis yes. and, and deciding to resign from the papacy, which is unheard of. Uh, Correct. But, uh, and, and it shows the two very different popes in a very different uh, mindset of where you they, they see the church going. And it's great performances. Anthony Hopkins plays Benedict. Uh, um, uh, Jonathan uh, Irving uh, plays – oh, excuse me, Jonathan Price, not the writer. Cardinal. Jonathan Price plays the cardinal who would become – who's to become Pope Francis. Correct. And they both do a great job. When they flash back to the – to his uh to their younger lives that it, it breaks down a bit there but with the two of them powerhouse actors they recreate the Sistine chapel for the movie um uh, beautifully done and uh and also very funny and warm and sweet yeah i, I liked it a lot kevin carr one of the fat guys the movies.com always a pleasure you can check him out there and also our podcast chubby and stick which is on the iHeartRadio app enjoy the rest of the long new year weekend and uh, we'll have you on again sooner than later all right, sounds good. You're a good man. Hang on just a minute. We'll be back with you. Your 1130 report straight away. More Sterling, 700 WLW. Want, they'll get it. Scott Sloan Show, fine Friday, 700 WLW. No, I, I know. Like, it's not Scott Sloan. He's enjoying vacation. Look, give the guy a break. He needs time off to rest his brain, to recharge, to hang out with family and do whatever. Hopefully having more fun than dysfunction. That's why I tried to put the fun in dysfunction. Speaking of the dysfunction, how about the Northgate Mall last night? Hundreds of teenagers showing up for the hell of it, for a good time to wreak havoc after the curfew, to storm the entrances and make life difficult for ret- retailers and others uh, shopping and trying to get deals on uh, after Christmas sales and maybe handle returns or exchanges or whatever else. Uh, I-, I called them uh, idiots and morons earlier, and I had an email that said that I, I was distasteful and, and disgusting. A uh, nameless person, by the way, said that because I shouldn't call them idiots and morons. Well, what would you rather me call these idiots and morons who stormed the mall who did this? I, I, I mean, tell me where I'm the bad guy in this. I didn't show up at the mall. I, I didn't cause problems. My observation or hallucination is that they are exactly as I described them. Forgive me. Tell me this. What would you call them? What do you think should be done? Should the parents be held accountable? 513-749-7000, the big one, pound 700 at and the phone line open for you. We talked to Kevin Carr on that AcuteHearingCenter.com uh, hotline. Uh, you can listen back to the podcast later on that and movies and uh, stuff like that or the Chubby and Stick podcast on the iHeartRadio app. It's true. Grant's in there eating. He doesn't care. He's like, man, I'm eating. Don't bother me. I don't know what's uh, here, but uh, somebody uh, get some good grub uh, or whatever else. Would... Oh, Andy's Mediterranean. I may have to just take a break. No, it'll wait. Somebody save me some. I don't know. Anyway, so look, I got another question for you, too. Because Sunday, I know maybe this year has been difficult. Maybe the last couple of years have been difficult. I can tell you that in the middle of September, before things had gone really, really bad for those football Bengals, I say who day Sunday over the Browns. Grant, stop. It's possible they could be a two-win Bengals team this season. It could be, most likely will be, Andy Dalton's last game uh, behind center uh, as quarterback for the football Bengals. He's been a hell of a citizen in Cincinnati and a lot of great charitable things. He's gotten uh, that team to the playoffs for numerous seasons, one and done, just the same they got there. 
And then there's been some ugliness. It's true. And I want to thank him for his time and his service. So this is what I want to do. I want to open up the phones, give you a chance to get interactive, pick up the phone, give it the finger. This is what I want to know. One, do you think the Bengals will beat the Browns? Two, do, do you wish Andy uh, Dalton well and appreciate him for his time, his service, uh, not just on the field but off the field? Uh, he and his family sort of uh, uh, embracing the tri-state and everything that is good about being here. And uh, are you excited? Are you going to go to the, uh, the stadium? Are you going to go to PBS? Are you going to see SAG at the Bachelor Tractor uh, pregame tailgate kind of deal at, at Longworth Hall and say, hi, we love you. Or do you have any scent of SAG left over from the Christmas holiday? And you might want to re-gift somebody or something along those lines and, and be ready there to uh, say a fond farewell maybe to the Bengals team for 2019 to 2020. Do you see positive signs for the future for the football Bengals? I mean, they could win four games next year. No, I'm sorry. I, look, look, I'm an eternal optimist. When I mentioned middle of September, uh, friends and I uh, went out and uh, had like a, a dinner kind of like thing and, and a brunch kind of whatever. We drank and we ate is what we did. And we went out uh, to like a, a big time sports place uh, in between Cincinnati and Dayton. We're normally you know, on the big screen. It would be Bengals games and then peripheral screens would be uh, other games. Right. Uh, this is this is disturbing to me. Even in September, before it was a whole lot of losing. In the middle of the game, from the big screen, they switched it to a side peripheral screen, and I'm like, wait a minute, what the hell is going on? Now I realize it's a one in in, in a fourteen team to this point. Isn't that the, I think that's the, the record so far. I, I was devastated by that. I was troubled by that. That's not a good sign that when the people are out eating wings in mass quantities, or maybe it was just me. And having beverages of one type or another, maybe of the adult persuasion, I, 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 I was having some adult beverages, um, that maybe they want the Bengals on the big screen. Maybe not now, but are you going to go to PBS come Sunday? Are you going to say, hey, Andy Dalton, thank you? Or are you indifferent? That's a dangerous question to ask. The Bengals play here uh, not just at PBS, but kickoff 1 o'clock where we got the best Bengals coverage, 700 WLW. I, uh, I'm holding out hope. I want to know what you think. 513-749-7800, the big one, pound 700 AT&T, your chance to get interactive. Uh, This is what I'm thinking. I mean, this is a chance probably for some people who could get into the stadium for cheaper than they would normally be able to get into the stadium because there's a lot of availability on tickets, you know what I'm saying? And and then maybe you can go check out some NFL football action. And it's not that much. I know it's the Browns, and they've had a disappointing season too, but not as disappointing as as, uh, our Bengals. Um, It is NFL football just the same. It is. They play in the NFL. It's not the Canadian Football League. It's not college football. It's the real deal. They could beat any college football team, the football Bengals. On any given Saturday or Sunday, they could go out there and get it done. They could beat the Buckeyes, who have Clemson in the Fiesta Bowl again. They, they like it in the desert. And the Bengals, of course, are having to deal with litigation situation, uh, dealing with the, the uh, Block O scenario, the, the, the O. Apparently, somebody else is trying to sue them about the use of the O, which I think is ridiculous, but uh, neither uh, here nor there, it's serious issues. Or have you just moved on? It's like, yeah, I mean, you know, it's the Bengals and it's Sunday and whatever. I, I hold out hope. I'm an optimist. I really am. And then, of course, there's the, the whole mall problem. I want to know what you think on that. We'll open a phone, get to that, and have some other things to get to as well, and we'll get to some tweets at Sterling Radio. You can follow along. Tim, I appreciate you holding you with Sterling, 700-WLW. What's going on? Hey, buddy. How are you, man? I'm okay. I, I feel festive. I, I, I feel good about things, uh, and uh, I think the, you know, the misery ends Sunday, at least for, for a little while. 
Are you sure about that? I'm hopeful. Uh, I'm trying to be. I'm, I always have hope. My mom raised me to be hopeful. But what? I mean, come uh, on. You're not hopeful. You don't think it's gonna? It'll get better before it gets worse. Or it can't get much worse. The only way it could be worse is an O for season. Worse, better. I I, I like the Bengals when they had Tommy Casanova and Bill Berge and Ken Anderson. Oh, yeah. Know, Why is Ken Anderson play. not in the Hall of Fame in Canton? Tell yeah, me that. Why yeah, is Isaac Curtis not in the Hall of Fame? Tell me. Yeah, Seriously. Isaac, yeah, that's a travesty. That's a travesty. Hey, but listen, the mall thing, man. You know, I gotta tell you, man. The, the, the kids are dirtbags. Their, their parents are dirtbags. They suck the life out of their community and they suck the life out of that mall. That mall is done. Um, well, I, and, I don't want to believe the mall is done. I, I mean, they're going to try to keep it secure and, and, and have people act right when you're there. But they do have a tendency when kids and, and dumb people do dumb things that they'll kill a business. And that's what the whether they mean to do it or not, that's exactly what the, they're moving towards. They, the, the same thing happened at Tri-County Mall. You know, the, they, they would run wild through the mall. And you look at Tri-County Mall, you look at the old Forest Fair Mall, yeah. you look at Eastgate now. I mean, and it's all... You know, it, 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 it's all, you know, these kids aren't being raised, man. You know, they're being dropped off. Um, that's true. But, and I, and I was a la- I listen. I was I came from a single parent home. Uh, I was a latchkey kid. I was raised on like a, a Mr. Rogers till he started to creep me out, and then I got to embrace him and enjoy him earlier. I appreciate the call. Uh, I mean, it, it's well, let me explain this too, because this is I know people get very upset when I, I mention that about uh, Mr. Rogers. Here's the deal: uh, growing up, there was Mr. Al, uh, Uncle Al, and there was a uh, Mr. Rogers. I, I like watching Morgan Freeman on The Electric Company, and, and Sesame Street was huge for me. I watched Clubhouse 22, and, and these, these were all things after school. And, and I'd watch reruns of Benny Hill. I think Channel 19 may have aired those, if I'm not mistaken, and occasionally they were topless. And I was, as a young man, I was like, oh, how awesome is this? And, and uh, uh, Mr. Rogers was fantastic as a kid, and, and then I got a little older. I think I aged out of the demo. And what I mean by that is, it went from being, wow, you know, he's talking to imaginary friends, and he's there, and he's helping you deal with emotions and all these good things, which is tremendous. Then it got to be, I, I got a little older, and I, this is what I envisioned. If I was walking around in the neighborhood, and a guy invited me in and changed to sweaters and got comfortable shoes on and started talking to imaginary friends, I would be running for the exit. My mom would have called me, the, you know, stranger danger. But then later I realized that, you know, when you're two, three, four, five, six, seven years old, that's the perfect wheelhouse for it, right? But you come back. I don't mean for the – do you know what I mean? Later on, like the, I loved Mr. Rogers. Don't, don't judge me. I'm just saying I know I'm not the only kid who went through that, but tell me the truth. There's a difference from watching CET or Think TV 1614 up in Dayton and watching it as a little kid than if you're 10, 12 years old, you're not interested in the same things. That's all I'm saying. I went from that to like Benny Hill. you got to pick your spots. Bryant, hang on. You'll be first. More Sterling in for Sloney. 700 WLW. What's going on? Sterling hanging out. Scott Sloan enjoying vacation. In the distance, Ken Brew. I've seen him. I've not talked to him. You know what we did? I got a knowing nod from the distance. He was like, yup. And I was like, yup. And uh, he'll check in next. Uh, Willie's on vacation, too. Uh, so uh, that's what we're going on. And then I think uh, Eddie and, uh, or is it Rocky and Rachel? I think is what it is. Ed's enjoying some vacation. Again, yeah, if you don't use it, you lose it. And that, that's how that works with the vacation. And I've dealt with that in the past in other places where, like, you know, it's time to leave. And they're like, well, that's all, all the money we have left for you in your deal. And I go, wait a minute. I didn't take, like, six weeks of vacation. Where's my damn money? And they're like, well, you didn't use it. 
I'm like, I didn't use it because you said I couldn't use it. Uh, give me my money. So you got to use it or you lose it. That's the bottom line. Uh, so uh, that's why Sloney's not here. He's enjoying vacation. Hopefully you are too. So th- there is that to, to look forward to. Uh, tomorrow, a whole lot of football uh, on the big one. And got some college action going on. Uh, Bengals Sunday taking on the Browns. We'll get to some calls here in just a minute. Uh, but let me just say this. Uh, I mentioned Andy's Mediterranean Grill, which uh, I've not had a chance to enjoy because I'm doing this. Right. But in a moment, I'm going to go in the other room and, and I'm going to grab some serious grub is what I'm trying to tell you. Uh, usually there's a bunch of good rice and in, in, uh, maybe uh, falafel or something like that. I, I'm going to get into it. They got a big uh, New Year's deal where family and friends uh, bring in the new year. Three course special menu, soup, salad, starter, entree, dessert, 28 bucks a person. That's a good deal. Plus, they got large wine and beer selection, some spirits. And then maybe get a ride. Somebody else will drive for you. Maybe get a Lyft or an Uber or something. Maybe a taxi. I don't know. Designated driver, which, by the way, is always fun. Everybody else throwing down, having a great time, hopefully not getting belligerent while you drive. What's the, I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's good because you arrive alive, but in the same respect, it's, it's, uh, but it, everybody's got to take a chance. They also got some good entertainment, belly dancers, which I, I like. You can get your reservations. Call 513-281-9791, 281-9791, Andy's Mediterranean Grill. Great place, great food. Andy's a good guy. It's uh, located by Eden Park off Gilbert Avenue, five minutes from downtown, and they're also on Facebook. So there you go. And I, I am so hungry right now, even just talking about it, just thinking about it. And the way the, the HVAC system works in here, it's the same thing at night when I, I'm uh, doing the 9 to midnight show like on Friday or some other time. And uh, somebody will be brewing some coffee. And all of a sudden I'm like, <sniffs> and I can smell like the, the ground coffee and the brew happening. I smell the Andes Mediterranean right now, and my mouth is watering and I'm hungry, but I can't do the show with, with a mouthful of food. So hopefully uh, there's some left over. Somebody shows me a little love, and then I, and I'll get some of that too. To Monroe, Bryant, you've been holding for a minute or so, and I appreciate you making time on 700 WLW, uh, Sterling and First Sloney. What's up? Hey, how's it going? It's good, man. Good, good. Uh, hope you had a Merry Christmas. You too, and a new year ahead. Good. Um, here's my take on that thing at the mall yesterday. Yeah. I think this is all about entitlement. Kids these days think they're entitled to everything. And if you try to tell them, no, you can't have this or do this, and they think it's their right, they're going to do it. And you think that's what may have happened yesterday? It, just, it could know, be. They're told they can't, they can't be there after a certain time without a parent, but they're like, well, we'll show them. We'll do it. Uh, and then they, it turns yeah. out to like a big brawl. They're fighting each other. They're fighting the police. They're scaring shoppers and people that are working in the mall. It, it's just stupid. I, I don't. Uh, you may have really encapsulated, really just encapsulated the whole thought as to what was going on with that. I, I, I maybe it is entitlement. I, I just think it's idiots and morons being idiots and morons. The good thing is, as a kid at that age, you can uh, maybe come correct again and get back on the rails and, and live right. You know, you get a little older at that situation. And the other thing, Brian, is this. You start fighting police and you got a great group of, uh, of people fighting and, and uh, tussling with law enforcement. And then you got people, you know, God forbid, grab for a gun, grab for the stun gun, uh, start to get other people threatened and endangered, and things go really sideways. And that's how people end up injured or worse. Yeah, yeah. If you throw a punch at a police officer, you're going to get hurt. 
Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah. I mean, hell, you throw a punch at me, you might get hurt too. But yeah, for a cop, yeah. for sure. I mean, it, it's just a ridiculous scenario. So now the mall, and Brian, I appreciate the call. So now the mall, just like Kedwin Town Center, is going to have to have more detailed police. Then you're going to have more patrols working in general. They're going to be working the doors more seriously and, and more directly. You got more IDs to be shown and all the other stuff that goes with it. And I, I'll be honest with you, and I joked about it the other day. Because a year ago, there was the crazy melee that happened just after Christmas at Kenwin Town Center. This year, they're not messing around. They got people working the door. They're checking IDs, which I didn't even have an ID until I had my license, you know. And when I was old enough to have my license, I was working. So I wasn't going to go goof off and do dumbass things the way these kids were doing. So, and then they got a limit. So if you go there and you're 18, you can bring other teenagers with you, but only four of them. And then if you're younger than that or have younger kids than that, you can bring, like, un- uh, any number of, like, little teeny kids, which is also a challenge because they're little teeny kids and they're roaming around everywhere doing little kid stuff. But it seems to me that's more innocuous and less of a problem than teenagers. And not all of those kids who were there were bad. It- it's the few of them causing the big problem and all the fighting and all the distraction and everything that goes with it. And, the, and they've already, as I understand it, uh, the report said, what, that they had arrested 10, and, and they'll uh, no doubt be looking at video, which is going to be boring as hell, but that's what they've got to do. So they'll review the video, all the surveillance from the different stores and the mall itself, and then they're going to go, who is this and who is that, and look what they did, and then they're going to show up, and Mommy and Daddy are going to go, that wasn't my kid, they didn't do that, why are you picking on me? because you weren't paying attention to where your kid was and what they were doing. And I realize once we're old enough to leave the nest, you can't necessarily keep track of us at any given point in time. And it's a, it's a teachable moment. It's an opportunity to learn how not to be a moron and an idiot. And hopefully that, that's where it ends. But the fear factor is that this becomes a perpetual problem, not just for the mall, but for the community and in these kids' lives where they think this is acceptable behavior to go out and, and do this type of stuff. And then the next thing you know, they're a cautionary tale. And then it's like, you know, the first 48 episode that they film, you know, here in Cincinnati. And they're, they're in the box talking about something that went horribly wrong. Or they're somebody who ended up on the wrong side of the first 48 conversation, which means they ended up dead. That's the fear factor. That's the worry that is a part of this, or they end up in jail for doing something else. So now is the time where, and it's it's a great organization, but, I mean, this is the perfect example of it. Lighthouse Youth Services deals with at-risk kids, kids that are on the fence where they could go either way. Well, kids a part of this endeavor are clearly a part of that situation now. And uh, hopefully they won't be doing it again, and they'll be watching it because next week there's a whole lot of vacation still to be burned off by kids who will have to go back to school till the following week into the new year because they're enjoying Christmas and New Year break. And, uh, and then, you know, the mall's got to pay detail cops, and they've got to, you know, have all this other stuff and headache. And here's the other problem. If you're somebody who just wants to return stuff and you want to exchange things, You've got to then worry about maybe wading through this ridiculousness. And in the back of your mind, you're going, is this going to go sideways? And who wants to be around that? Nobody. So hopefully that won't happen again. And, uh, you know, we'll see exactly how it plays out. But it's just an unfortunate circumstance. It It really is. So I don't know about you. I'm waiting for Ken Brew to shake his head at me in, in, uh, in bewilderment when I say that it could be a turnaround time for the football Bengals. Uh, It could be Andy Dalton's last game uh, wearing those uh, Bengal stripes. I think he's uh, been good for this organization. 
I uh, would have liked it would have been more than a one-and-done kind of playoff deal and a lot more regularly, but you can't put all of that on him, though he has had a tendency to, uh, as good as he's been, to at times uh, give it away at a time when you're like, how is that possible? But either way, he's gotten it done, and he'll probably be a starter for someone else somewhere other than here uh, next season and then down the line. But the first pick in the draft. So the, here's the upside. Uh, you go 1-14, and 14, maybe 2-16 and 16 if they can beat the Browns. It's possible, right? That gets you the first pick in the draft. And then you get maybe a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback kind of scenario. And, and then uh, you go from there and build around them. And then maybe a year of them getting their head kicked in, uh, trying to learn the, the NFL game and, and the system there. Because uh, who's going to come in and actually help this guy show him, show him around the way you've seen that done in other places at different times? Hard to say. Ken Brew is next for uh, Bill Cunningham because he's on vacation too. I'll talk to you uh, on Monday. And again, for Sloaney, I hope you have a fantastic weekend. Hope there's no melee at the mall. If you're doing some returns or exchanges, I'm going to go eat some Andy's Mediterranean uh, and uh, listen to the news. Sandy Collins has your uh, noon report, and that's coming up uh, next on 700 WLW Cincinnati. Brought to you in part by the law offices of Stephen R. Adams and the independent electrical contractors of Greater Cincinnati. It's another one. Unbelievable. Now, here are Dan Ward and UC's head coach, John Brannon, on the home of the Bearcats, 700 WLW. Dan Hoard with Bearcats head coach, John Brannon. One thing we've learned about Coach Brannon in his first 12 games at UC that's a little different from his predecessor, Mick Cronin, is that Coach Brannon is more willing to put a player on the floor in foul trouble. So, how does he decide if he should leave somebody in the game with two fouls in the first half or put somebody back in the game in the second half if he has four fouls? Well, that's a great question. First and foremost, it depends on the individual. So, have you been in the, the situation with them before? Do you trust that they can handle it? Chris Vos not a guy who can play with a lot of fouls usually. Some guys can. I've been with Chris a long time. The other piece is, you know, foul trouble – Putting them on the bench isn't helping anything. So if they foul out, they're going to be on the bench anyway. So I might as well use them on the court as long as I can. And also put them in positions in terms of matchups, maybe zone, different things to protect them a little bit. The biggest thing I don't want is it's not so much guys fouling out, it's losing their aggressiveness. If you lose your aggression because of foul trouble, then you might as well be on the bench. The Bearcats return to action next Wednesday as they open conference play against UConn at home. That's 7 p.m. on New Year's Day. The following day, the football team takes on Boston College in the Birmingham Bowl. And you'll hear both games on News Radio 700 WLW. 